At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Good morning. Still, wherever you are, around the country at least. Maybe you're in Wimbledon. Technically not good morning anymore, but I'm sure we have somebody out there streaming the show from Wimbledon, right? You think so? <laughs> I, I would be curious to know, to, in, in all seriousness, I would be curious to know if we have any international uh, listeners, Flavor? observers, but doesn't, whatever. Joey B doesn't count going to Hawaii. No, no, that doesn't spending count. Spending like a month there. That's still, that's, that's still United States, though. So, yeah, yeah. we... I gotta get my uh, I gotta get my soccer knowledge up. Then I, I guess we can get something going in. I watched that soccer yesterday. How about the three lions with a big win over Germany? Man, I, you talk about Wimbledon. London must have been going bananas last Nuts. night after that no one. Insane. I was riding a nice little double chance on England and uh, tie, just because you knew there was no way that they were going to lose that game. But the the concern that I had, and this is why I double chanced it was that England was going to play so safe. Conservative. They were. In the, they, yeah. were. they were playing yeah. really cons- – for a while they were. Right. And then How about Mueller missing the missing that golden opportunity, I mean, to tie the game up? And then, of course, Harry Kane comes through with a big one to, to make it uh, out of reach. But that, that was something, man. I, I, it's, it's really stood out to me when they were panning all the shots of the crowd, how rabid those people are for soccer. No question. Like, it's their life, man. Yeah, like man. They, those fans, some of those fans look like. I mean, they live and die with it. They really do. No, I know I we am. talk about that here in Philadelphia, and it, there's a yep. there's a there's truth to that too. But I don't think it compares to that. What I it saw doesn't. yesterday, it doesn't, Harry. It doesn't, man. Because um, I got into an argument with a guy. Um, he was actually from Ireland, mm-hmm. and we're at a bar. You know, we're getting all toasted, man. You know, so he buys me a drink, I buy him a drink. We're talking about football. What's the real football? Right. And it got it. I mean, it, it got kind of heated because you know, you know, I, I thought that football, American football, was the number one sport. In all mm-hmm. actuality, soccer is the number one sport in worldwide. The world. Yeah, worldwide. I would yes. think so too. Yeah. So you know, we're talking about you know, is is got European ties, Latin America ties. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's 
it's huge, man. And at, last night I was so intrigued with, you know, watching that and, you know, just trying to figure everything out. And I started looking at, you know, the top soccer players in the world. You know, what's was his name? Uh, Killian um, Bappe, something like that. And Bappe, the, the yeah, French guy. Yeah, Bappe, he's not yeah. Friend, yeah. This dude at, at 16, 17 years old signed a contract for 19 million euros. Mm-hmm. So that's like that's like 26, 27 million dollars American. Um, I was, you know, Lionel Messi. Messi, man. Messi, he's, yeah. Messi's unbelievable. These guys are probably the top athletes in the world. He's Argentinian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Yep. Christian. What's the Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, yeah. They're he, rock stars, man. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, they're worth like each of these guys, you know, they're worth like what? Uh, $500 million. Mm-hmm. They're like LeBron James. Million. It's like LeBron James. Oh, you know, it's better than LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. It's They're worth more than LeBron James. They're, they have a higher star power than LeBron James. And that's probably our number one athlete in the States. Mm-hmm. They are triple that, you know, in the world. Triple that. Unbelievable, oh, man. LeBron has a pretty big international following. Let's, I mean, yeah. China is watching the NBA on a daily basis even before all this stuff happens. So right. let's not downplay LeBron. I mean, LeBron is like what we've seen with Jordan, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a right. full entertainment yeah. mogul yeah, he, now. He is his own brand. Yeah. Like, LeBron's an international brand, man. Yeah. Well, he, I know owns, he co-owns a, a football team. Yeah. But it's still we're talking which about a one? different what's a different level with, with excuse me with money. Which which football team does he co owner of? Uh is it Liverpool? Is he really? Wow. It's Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, I mean co meaning like there are Yeah, he's a minority owner. Right. right. Yeah, you know, probably what three right. or four percent. Yeah. But that's I mean, that's that's ridiculous, man. You know, the the amount of money those guys getting paid, man. It's it's it's, it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, well, but they start out early. That's like Things are capped, right? Like here, LeBron, LeBron. That's what I'm saying. So if you just look at how much somebody's making, then sure they're making more. But LeBron James has a Nike deal that's worth a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and he's signed for Nike for the rest of his life. Yeah, right. Like right that, right. That's nobody has that overseas, man. No, Rory McIlroy didn't have that. Well, he got Rory he got two hundred million. Oh, Rory <laughs> McIlroy, two hundred million. Yeah, two hundred million dollars from Nike. That oh. is crazy. You know what's and that? Like, pales you know, to LeBron. Yeah. My highest paid, my my, my highest paid Nike deal was seventeen thousand dollars. I got that in one year. Seventeen thousand dollars in merchandise. Really? <laughs> really? Not money. Not cold hard cash. Now, right, right. You know, like cash, you know straight cash, homie. Wasn't no straight cash. It was right. straight merchandise. My kids about, hated it. How about hated those Atlanta Hawks, man? Just when you think they're dead. Oh, that rise up! A really bad, tough game to watch last night, man. Yeah, Did you sit through that. No, yeah, of course. Oh my God, why? <laughs> I, as soon as Giannis went down, yeah. I do, I do not want to see Brooke Lopez battle with Kevin Herter to determine who wins a basketball game. That ain't me. But did you see the injury though, man? The yeah, injury. I saw the injury. Oh, good. Hyperextended knee. Yeah, Look, yeah. You guys know I am the most outspoken defender of the league by a mile when it comes to criticisms. And right. last night was on. Un- now, look, this is not some big major statement. Last night was unwatchable. I tell you, that Middleton guy, he's either hit or he's miss. He's, no. he, you know, he'll, he'll hit seven threes in a game and then it goes over. It's unbelievable. Wow. 
Barrett Brooks and Harry May. I'm glad you brought up Chris Middleton right there at the end of our conversation before we are joined here live and local from the Fritz and B and Cooley studios nationally now with Sports Map Radio. Chris Middleton is he is Ben Simmons' mind state on the floor. Like the Bucks are Ben's like he's afraid. Mm. Drew Holiday, these guys had the biggest moments of their career, of their career. All one of these guys had to do is score more than 20 points. That's it. Right. Like the Giannis what goes down, and that game is still attainable. And those two guys who have been built up alongside this Bucks team is something special and magnificent, shrimped up. They turtled up. In the biggest moment, look, I don't care what your job is, right? I don't care how big of a platform you have or not. There's a moment where you better step up, where you better right. shut up, they say, right? Right. And those two individuals embarrass themselves on a public stage, and I can't watch this series. I, I refuse to watch Chris Middleton play basketball. And no, there was no bet or anything like that associated with it. I can't watch Chris <laughs> Middleton play basketball anymore until wait a second that, this is breaking I'm news out. you didn't have a bet on the game no. at all no what was wrong uh, with you what what I'm is sorry. happening I'm, to I'm, you i'm sorry yeah i'm sorry shan i, I can't believe that i, I can't no, believe wow my, my bets yesterday were my bet yesterday were that soccer game all right you want one that i had here for you i hit you with and i told you about this england and england with a halftime or pardon me england with a winner tie parlayed with sam query and I got that at plus 45. That made me some good money. I didn't need to bet anything. Nice. All right? No. No. But, no, no. Yeah, but Chris Middleton, <laughs> I man. I mean, is there, play basketball is there anybody that is more up and down than him? Harry, I, I, I don't think he's up. Well, I, I mean, he was up, up the previous game. He hit like six threes yeah, or he had something. One game. One he's the game. new Guinea Johnson. But I'm saying, like, he'll go from a game where he'll have he'll nail five or six of them and you know help you win a ball game to going over. I mean, I'm yeah. It's incredible. I mean, it's Stop. hard to win anything big when he's your second best Thank player. You. Thank well, well, you. Yeah. When you look at it, well, I'll take him in you know New York minute. I mean, he can be on my Sixers team, but I'm just saying, you know, even with Sonic the Hedgehog being out, you know, and that's you know the the guy that I hate to love that I wish he was on my team. You know, Trey is is an unbelievable player. I wish he was on my team, but at yeah. the end of the day, him not being there made those other guys play even better. Well, Lou Williams stepped up. Bogdanovich gave you a game last night. Gave it to him last yeah. night, man. Yeah, I mean, look, the only Porter said the same thing also. Bogdanovich was the knee. Yeah, there was no other issue with Bogdanovich at all. It was the knee? Well, I can't, I, I can't, I can't, I can no longer say that team is is the worst team, you know, in the playoffs. I mean, just from a just from a collective standpoint, they have a heart. You know, not necessarily players, but they have a heart mm -hmm. of of a champion, man. Nate they McMillan just, is doing a good job. A great job. Yeah. A great job. And if you listen to the post-game interview, the first thing he said, he said, look, man, he he tells us, man, the game is not won on just the offensive side of the ball. It's, it's won on both sides. Mm -hmm. You know, Bogdanovich said, I mean, they, you know, they compete and they're you're on both sides of the ball, you know, not just offensively, but defensively. Yeah. And a lot of teams don't even look at it that way anymore. They don't even look at defense anymore. But their defense and where they protect the rim, you could tell – a lot of times during the game, where they were the only one getting the offense, I mean the defensive rebounds, they'd have three guys underneath the basket, and there were none. I mean, no bucks around, but three guys underneath the basket. That's where you know, you know, a team has really got that got to you when they're not even starting to rebound, they're not even going after balls. I mean, you can't do that. You got to be on the offensive glass. 
there was nobody there on the off- offensive glass at all last night for the Bucks. Well, that's the thing. They, they lost Giannis, and then they don't have any offensive rebounders. They don't have height down there. Brooke Lopez Except is for not, Lopez. But he's better off on the three-point line than he is down low. Right. Tucker doesn't have the height to compete, especially with Capella. But you look at – look, just real quick. Chris Middleton, by the way, three of these four games against Atlanta, he's yet to hit 20. He had wow. one quarter, one quarter where he exploded. Mm-hmm. He's the most overhyped – Second guy in the NBA. You and take anybody was, else that's the number two, and there's nobody that's more overhyped than Chris Middleton. And that was when Trey Young went down too. After uh, when he went off, right? Correct. Yeah, he sucks. Man. Drew Holiday sucks. These guys embarrassed themselves last night. The the main guy, Trey Young, goes down, and what happens around him? Mm-hmm. We we talk about this all the time, right? The main guy goes down, and everybody steps up. Atlanta stepped the hell up. And the then Carson Wentz effect. Yes, and then what happened with Milwaukee? You you guys are Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, and you see Giannis go, you see your leader go down, and your response is to turtle up and put your arms in your shirt and say, no, I I, I don't want to go out there, Mommy. I don't want to <laughs> go out there, Mommy. Let's go back to, to Milwaukee and win game five instead. Right, Seriously. right. Seriously, yeah, I, I tell you, I can't watch that series anymore. Chris Middleton well, ruined basketball for me. Milwaukee's a two and a half point favorite. I know, I can't wait. Now I will take Atlanta. This is the middle. On the I'm trying to ride this Bonzi Wells fade here. You know, from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Uh, I was not a fan of that. I. I Look, it's one game, man. I'm excited. I was excited for that basketball game last night. And then you get hit over the head right away when you find out Trey Young is out. Right. And then you have Giannis out. Yeah, it was a late scratch, too. How about, how about the man. veteran leadership of Lou Williams? You know he's a guy that Nate McMillan can go to a half hour before the biggest game of, of the year and say, hey, uh, Trey's out, you're in. And he just steps right in and, and plays great. I mean, it was crazy, man. He even has that little floater that uh, Trey has. Mm-hmm. You know, he's adopted this game to run that offense. I mean, if, if one of our stars was was out, we would have a, a chance. We wouldn't have a clue to what yeah. to do. Right, uh, the 76ers. We wouldn't know what to do. They, they yeah. were healthy and they didn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah, you imagine Doc Rivers going to Ben Simmons a half hour before the game and say, "Hey, the big guy's out tonight. I really need you to step up." Right, oh, he right. looked worse than Middleton last night. To be honest, jeez, you're right uh, though. That, that's a really good point as as far as you know what we saw in them stepping up and then just you know making up for it. I I don't see how you don't you know I, when I look at games, man. I don't know. I I I look at games differently than you do, Aton. I mean, when I look at it, I look at I look at the artistry of you know of, of defense and offense and what teams are trying to do to break down the other teams. I mean, like Horder knew he had to get in the paint to score, to at least get those guys thinking about it. That way you can kick it out. And then, they, you know, Bogdanovich could, could bury, you know, the three then. Well, That's Herter's what you do, not man. Like a normally, like, Herter's not a stand standout. He was only in the Sixers series because they were able to take advantage of that. But, but Herter's a big dude. Like, Herter, right. he's, Herter he's puts six, the ball seven, on the six, floor. Eight. Right. He's, he's not just somebody who stands out there and knocks down threes by any means. Yeah, man, he was he penetrating, kicking out. What did you say? I don't even think he had more than two last night. No, <laughs> man, but it was, Tim taking it to the cup, man, was a major difference. A major difference in how their offense ran, man. Because, you know, usually you go with – what, though? 
from I mean, it's usually Trey, and he's usually the guy sitting out there on on the wing. He he changed it up, man. He drove to the hole. It started, man. It really started in the in the Sixers. Uh, well, that's Sixers what I'm saying. Though. It's a different yeah. matchup against Philadelphia than it is Milwaukee, where Bogey and Herder, even with Trey Young out there, are able to put the ball on the floor and take advantage. Now, look, these guys, especially Bogdanovich, you want him shooting more so than not. But they've moved Herder around in this series a lot, especially in their wins, where he hasn't just been. That's my point: is that there's a difference in the matchup as opposed to Philadelphia where we saw them able to take full advantage of driving and kicking because yeah. the Sixers were so late on switches. And how about Mr. Norristown himself, Cam Reddish? Oh, yeah, from out of in. nowhere. Yeah. From out of nowhere. From all sides, man. It's, 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 it's going to be a good series. Now, 2-2. Uh, I, I just hope both stars can play, though, no, in Game 5. Neither one of these guys is going to play Game 5. You don't think so? Well, no, neither one. Of, I, I'll tell you right now. I don't think either one of these guys play game five. And it's a no watch for me. Yeah, well, you're right. Milwaukee is really a hard watch with no Giannis. Terrible. They are They're like P.J. Tucker is amazing at what he does. Mm -hmm. but he can't provide enough entertainment to compensate for the loss. Of Giannis does stuff that you just don't see. Right. Like, Wait. you know what Giannis is? Remember that nerf thing that you, as a kid, used to put on, like, the, the top of the door as it closes. Everybody had that Nerf hoop, right? Yeah, the little, the it had the suction cups yes. on it, right? And you can never get a true jump shot because the roof or the ceiling, whatever it is, would always... Right. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to bank it off the ceiling yes. sometimes yes. In, a, in a low ceiling bedroom. Now, I bet this was Barrett because his growth spurt hit at, like, three years old. But there was always the tall guy in the group who could just reach over and dunk over everybody and not even have to, like, jump. Right. Giannis does that. That's what he reminds me. He was playing Nerf basketball before he got hurt. <laughs> he, he's just so fluid too, man. You yeah. know, I mean, it's it's like effortless, you know, the way he plays. But you know, I I hate to do it to him, man. But it's 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 a no go, man. That I see the same look in their eyes that I saw in the Sixers' eyes, and I saw the same look in the Hawks' eyes that I saw when they were playing the Sixers. Mm -hmm. They're gonna finish this out, man. They're gonna finish it out. Milwaukee is the softest team in the NBA. They every year they get into this position. They have an MVP. Look, I think we're going to have to start looking at Giannis stealing MVPs like Steve Nash did, because <laughs> it's one thing to be one of the top players in the NBA. Yeah. But looking around, like, how do you give Giannis an MVP over Kawhi Leonard, for example? Right. Like that. Right. These are the things. Right. Where, I, I, it doesn't add up like Did Giannis overhyped the Bucks overhyped. It's just constant letdown. And we caught a ton Rightfully so. We caught a ton of flack this year for having the Sixers all chest out, thinking they're this. Number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who the Bucks have been over the last couple of years? Number one seed, not even making it to the NBA Finals. And mm -hmm. to Barrett's point, here we are once again. Does anybody honestly believe that even without, or especially without a Giannis, that they, that they beat Atlanta? No, no shot. I, I, no shot. I mean, you look in their eyes, man. The Hawks, man, they have that killer instinct, man. And I've, I've seen it before. I've seen teams that go out there, and no matter what you do, how hard you play, you can't beat that team because their will to win is just more than – and, you know, from a player's standpoint, a player's point of view, just looking at that, that's why I say I can look at games, you know, differently from, from a lot of people because I just see the heart. Like, Collins, Collins totally changed tough. the outlook on, 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 on when you look at this Hawks team. Now, Collins was just a guy. But yeah. in this, in this, in this, you know, this playoff series, 
he has turned into more than a guy. Well, he's he, playing he, for a big contract yeah, too. Yeah, you, yeah, 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 yeah. He played the same way against Embiid and in, in, in the first round. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So even even really against changed. even against the Knicks. Yeah, he's, he's his whole mentality basketball. changed. You know, so he became so changed aggressive. From what? That's what I don't understand. Like, what do you mean, changed from what? Oh, from from from. You I mean he's a, he's becoming a star now. Well, you know that's what, what the playoffs do. I mean, that's yeah. where guys get defined. You know, I mean, you know, Trey Young is now taking it going up to superstar status. Yes, yes. Now you they know, mentioned him with LeBron now, and when you listen to Kawhi now, you know those those you know those 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 guys step up in big moments, and that's exactly what Trey has done. And the other thing it tells you is that nobody really pays attention to the NBA in the regular season. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing, though. Like that's why I was trying to push has a team. back on that because a lot of guys are doing what they have been doing all season. Right, we just don't notice it. Exactly. Yeah. Like you can look at somebody doing something now on a bigger stage and sure it's going to be magnified because there are fewer games, it's magnified with the playoffs and everything along those lines. So it's now a matter of recognizing what somebody has been doing consistently mm -hmm. and that's where I think we got caught up in this whole series with Atlanta is downplaying just who Trey Young is. Like Trey Young has had range like Steph. Trey Young has had the ability to put the ball on the floor like Kyrie Irving. And Trey Young can pass like Chris Paul. But mm -hmm. we don't see it on a nightly basis. And Atlanta is easy to forget, right? right. Atlanta is not right. an exciting team. We just saw that. Nobody gives a rat's ass about Kevin Herter. They or were a four seed. Bogdanovich. Right. No. They were a four seed. You know, they, they beat the Knicks. You didn't really give them a whole lot of credit for doing that because you kind of didn't believe the Knicks were real anyway. And, you know, they play in Atlanta. They were four games under 500 at the All-Star break. You know, they fired a coach. You know, and then all of a sudden, you see him playing against your team for seven games. You're like, man, these guys can play. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it, it's, it's, man, it, this is this is great basketball to me. That's why I say I don't understand what game you were looking at, man. You know, I mean, that was a great game yesterday. It was Both a stars were out. What are you talking about? And the, the two guys who are the star power on either team in the playoffs, as you see what you really need, we're out. Like, there was no way whatsoever that Milwaukee was – it was a 20-point game for the entire second well, half. Well, that's why you watch the game because, you know, the Hawks, I mean, that team was built around Trey, Trey Young. But you saw them blow out a, 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 a Bucks team. This, You know, the number was a number two seed, number three seed. They didn't have Adonis on the floor. That's a completely different team. You they didn't have Trey Young on the floor. That's a completely different team. No, no, You're not, saying not. that you got to look at the little things that these teams do. Wait a second. They give you some quality basketball. Just because the stars weren't there to mean the game sucks. There was nothing, you have to look at the what's things quality to about being up by 20? What's quality about watching a game? Like, what are you going to extract from Cam Reddish when he's up by 20, knowing he's not going to be out there for the majority of a tight game? Because you have a top five point guard and Holiday out there playing and still can't play up to the likes of a second team uh, uh, guy, Mo Williams, that went out there and balled. You know, those are the little things you look at. You know, you got uh, supposed to be a better point guard uh, on, on the Bucks team, gets outplayed by the Hawks old man that was six. He's, he used to be in a sixth man of the year, and he goes out there and just totally takes the game over. And plays the same brand of basketball as Trey Young. That's what those are the little things you look at. I just can't believe Aton didn't put a live in-game bet in on the total. That's what he's sore about. He's sore about that. Stay into it. It's it's not like there is nothing at all entertaining about that basketball game, lad. Like an NBA game without a run 
is like sex without an orgasm. It doesn't work. All right. <laughs> You're going to walk away feeling frustrated. It's still better than angry. nothing. No, honestly, it's not because you could probably just take care of your own business and go watch either highlights of some porn video or Michael Jordan dunking on somebody like there is nothing of because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Runs happen when there's no run. It's just teams giving up. It's just teams packing in. That's why I was so disappointed with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, Barrett, is because they packed it up. It's because they just completely looked at the scenario, and we see this all the time, where if you're down big in the second half and you are in control or think you're in control of a playoff series, guys will somehow take off. In this case, it was even more deflating, if you will, as a viewer, because they had this opportunity to nix that lead, and they didn't. Well, that's the... So you just you just said something. You just counter counter. Um, you did, you just took, put a counterpoint in what you said. You said that um that you know you look at their star. Giannis was out on the court, and they were still getting blown out by a second team Lou Williams point guard that scored twenty one. Even if Giannis was out there, they'd have still lost that game. They'd have still lost it. No, hold, hold on a second. When well, at least Giannis it's watchable. Was- yeah, yes, that's the thing. And you have guys on the floor that are capable of runs, and you have guys that are going to get fouled. Chris Middleton is not going to get the same calls as Giannis. Drew Holiday is not going to get the same calls as Giannis. A lot Lou of Williams not going to get the same calls as Trey Young. When you're up by twenty, you don't need to get calls. Even when Gian- but even when Giannis was on the floor, they were still they were still getting their ass kicked. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. That's With him being on the floor, they're still going to ask kick, and Trey wasn't even the game. He didn't play one second. So what are you? But that's the thing. You're arguing a separate point. What are you? What point are you arguing that it's exciting to watch a team without Trey Young? It's exciting to watch basketball. It's exciting to watch basketball in the artistry of defense. What you artistry know, was out there for Milwaukee in the first half? They were down because defensively, the Hawks shut shots. them down. Defensively, they took they Mil- uh, Middleton's. They took his heart. They took his heart. I think he gave it. I think he gave it. What? <laughs> I tell you, man, you and I should live stream watching a basketball game. Yeah, you should. No question. We should. We, should. we absolutely man. should. This goes back to the should. whole Embiid stuff and everything, man. Like, right, right. We should. What, we should. What exactly? He's his shooter. <laughs> Milwaukee was doing nothing to help their case last night. They were settling for bad yeah. shots. Giannis was putting the ball on the floor and taking awful shots. He was taking three. Like it, it so, wasn't so the Hawks didn't play any defense on Giannis. They didn't play any defense on Middleton. They didn't stop anything. I just said at the beginning of the show that, you know, the Hawks head coach taught these guys, you play at both ends of the floor, more dominant on the defensive side of the ball as opposed to the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. You know, they had a lot to do with them taking bad shots. They had a lot to do with them just getting out hustled. They had a lot to do with them taking their heart. The Hawks played a dominant game against supposedly a better team. We got a break. All right, we're back in three. Out of that. Out of that. You're out of your mind. All right. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. 
Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. I saw uh, Scott O'Neill resigned. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, a couple of people were uh, reacting like it was great news. I mean, I, here's the thing. Like, what the hell was he doing? I don't know. But I mean, I, it was like something that I wouldn't even react to. Like, okay, he resigned. But people were like, you know, dancing in the streets on social media about it. Oh, like, I, like, why? What yeah, did he ever yeah. do to you? Right, right, <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he was he was the guy nobody heard from. You know what I mean? Right. That's kind of, messed up because now I can't get tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Well, uh, yeah, we just got some news here. Now, this is not like Mark Zumoff retiring, right? Everybody's retiring these, you know, these days. Damn. Yeah. Is it about, is it about that time for me to retire? Sheesh. Well, when's your contract up with NBC? <laughs> what are you, are you talking about, Scott O'Neill? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if that was uh, encouraged. I, I would think so. You know? I mean, I mean, I, I don't really know, you know, what the role was. I mean, what is he really – but anymore, you know, what, in, what impact did he have on the product on the floor? Nothing really, right? No, no. Like yeah. he was instrumental in getting that uh the new facility right uh built over in Camden. Um, you know, things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? Like 
operations more so mm-hmm. than and there was no player, you know, more player point. I mean, he was a great guy to me. You know, he's one set up a little basketball game against media, against uh, you know, certain officials and uh for the team. Yeah. And um, you know, we had a great time. You know, he's he was a great dude. Well, to me. Let's be honest, Barrett, Barrett. He got you tickets. That's that really what it was all about. That too. That too. Who yeah. is this? Scott O'Neill, Scott O'Neill got Barrett tickets oh. to the games. Great guy. Gee. Why? Well, I mean, every once in a while, I needed tickets, and I can't. You oh, know, exactly I can't. Exactly I, I can just walk. I, well, I can just walk in there. Why he was a great guy because he got. You oh tickets. man, competitive guy. Man, we played basketball together. Man, he was just a good dude. Man, you know, he he wasn't a, you know, uppity. You know, collar two type type of guy. He was just, you know, a fun guy to be around. Was he good at his job? I guess he was. I mean, he. he <laughs> I guess. No, no, no frame of reference on what. He I have no like, idea. You just want to stick up for him because you played basketball with him and he got you tickets. Right. Those are two important things. <laughs> oh my. Two God. very important things. Oh my. You know, I, I keep one hundred, man. He, you know, he's. He's a facilitator. You hook me up with <laughs> tickets. I'm going to say good things about you. Right, right, right. Yeah. Let me play basketball. Wow. Even though I couldn't play. Man, I don't know. I can't believe Aton's out on the NBA right now. This is this is just unbelievable. I'm going to watch tonight. Absolutely, I'm going to watch tonight. And we saw injury happen in Phoenix. It's- yeah. A matter of last night was unwatchable. But I tell you, though, that's the thing. And we we deal with this every minute of every game we watch with Joel Embiid is you never know when that big guy goes up to make a play on the ball, he could be coming down like Giannis and, yes. you know, hit the court. It's, it's well, scary. Like, do you look at the Sixers season with an asterisk because – and I don't mean like it didn't happen, but – you know, the Lakers, for example, can look and say, oh, come on, man. Lebr- Although LeBron went out really weak. Yeah. Really. He, he, Paul George is out here fighting for his playoff life. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James is sitting with his arms crossed on the sidelines yeah. after getting run out in the first round, complaining that everybody played too many games. Well, Paul George is trying to change the narrative of That's his, of his yes. game. Yeah. Yes. And, and you, I love the fact that he's giving every single ounce out there and we expect it again tonight i just as far as the the sixer season i mean how do you approach the knee injury right does does not having that knee injury mean they beat atlanta no uh, you I, know what no i, no, I think I it's more psychologically um with with ben simmons and him, yeah. the way they just totally took his mind out of the game you know what i mean they just totally took um who he is as a player and, and, and basically just made him, uh, you know, just a guy. Well, and, and Tobias Harris guy. disappointed too in that series too. There were a couple games there where he, he really needed to step up and do some, do more. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I, I think it's more so to do, you know, with usually these guys have injuries, you know, to their bodies. I think Ben was more so an injury to his mind, an injury to yeah. his psyche. And that's huge, man. That's that's tough. That's tough to work with, bro. No, you that's know. true. I mean, at some point, even if Embiid is dominating, you know that a team is going to try and take full advantage of where Ben Simmons is mentally first and then physically unable to shoot. Yeah, I mean, hack a Ben. I mean, that became something. That became a thing, bro. Yeah. That, that, that's, you know, to totally take his game and, and just stop and suffocate him as a player and not even touch him. And it just suffocated his game. Totally willed him to do what they wanted him to do. Get the ball out of his hands and go sit down 
at the block. That's what they made him do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we've seen him, yeah, but we unlike the rest of the NBA, we watched this team during the regular season. I yes. saw that on a nightly yeah. basis too. Yeah, that was I'm I'm used to that. I've been bitching and moaning about that Ben Simmons for three seasons. <laughs> and he's acting You're like right, he's not been a, a big enough issue. Like, the well, now he's saying he it is. Too. Now he's saying he's finally saying it is now. It's going to be so long. Like, free throws take so many. So they take time. Jump shots take time, like through repetition yeah. and all. But free throws, it's a completely different mentality where you're creating your own. Like, you're not coming off of motion. You're not right. tripping the ball. It's you're not. In, it's exactly. That's the perfect yeah. word for it. And we've seen how. Look, we've seen how. You got people out there doing the Ben Simmons challenge. Have you seen this? No. What's this? Yes. What is that? So, I gotta find uh, my buddy. Uh, well, they give Giannis the business too. Every every time he takes a free throw, because he takes him like twenty seconds to shoot Jeff, the shot. Jeff McDevitt has done this great follow at, at Jeff McD, uh, at Jeff MCDEV. He does all social video for Worldwide Wrestling WWE local guy. I think he's still here in Philly as well because the shot looks like it was done right on was that Seventeenth and Christian maybe South Philly. So. If you were to shoot 73, this is the Ben Simmons challenge. If you were to shoot 73 free throws, how many could you honestly promise you would make? Ben Simmons went 25 for 73 in the playoffs. Are you an idiot on Twitter doubling that up with the camera rolling? And then he does. I asked that question because I did that just the other morning. He went 58 for 73, 80%, which makes him the current world record holder of the Ben Simmons challenge. All you need to do, and this is it, all you need to do is shoot yourself 73 free throws in a row. No editing. It's one straight shot. You speed it up and you send it out. And you can see if you can mail, nail more than 25 of 73 free throws. I would bet all three of us could hit more than 25 free throws of 73. I don't know if I could. Back no? in the day, yes. I turned 56 yesterday, man. I don't know if I'm making more free than throws. that. All right. Free throws. You should be able to hit free throws. We had one guy do 44 for 73. Don Clunder. All right. That is pretty funny. <laughs> it's great. You have to see the videos, too. Yeah, I'm watching it They're right now. They're all set up here. You had another guy, Ryan Parson. Double rims, 97-degree heat, and a nine-and-a-half-foot hoop. Weren't going to stop the Ben Simmons challenge. <laughs> That, that is, is, that so is really up. embarrassing, though. Yeah, that is this so is messed hilarious. up. hilarious. Yeah. I love this. Well, at least this is the first time that, um, he's admitted that he has a fault. Because before. The is the first step. Is that what you're right, saying? right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. What's right. my radio? Oh, man. Yeah. Look, do you honestly think he's not going to the Olympics to stay in the gym and shoot free throws the whole time? We've seen him shoot jump shots. Yeah. How many Let's times see. pre-game have you guys both seen? You've probably yeah. been in the building, Barry. Yeah. And you've All seen the time. him knock down threes. You've seen him knock down jump shots. Like, he can shoot. But that's why I say it's not a physical thing. Yes. It's, it's more a so a mental block, man. It's a mental blockage. And, you know, a lot of people understand there's a lot that, you know, from, from a player's psyche that, you know, that's why there's so many, you know, you know, you have to do this. You have to do that before a game, or you have to eat this food before a game. And you know, heaven forbid that you don't have ranch dressing before the game. You know, you'll be totally off in your game, right. bro. They have so many things like that the players do, and they have to get done before games. Man, it's, it's it's crazy. The Sixers drafted two players, number one overall. Okay, 
who lost the ability to shoot and are so weak mentally. That is staggering to me. All right. Yeah. Fultz is in Orlando now. Okay. Yep. Yep. When he was at Washington, he was a 40% three-point shooter. Wow. And then between getting drafted and playing, he lost the ability to shoot. Yeah. That's crazy. I think there's something here. I mean, how does that happen? Not once, but twice. So Ben Simmons saying? was shooting basketballs in, in yep. summer league. Yep. And we were like, wow, look at his elbow jumpers and all this stuff. Now he can't even go to the free throw line. No. I mean, it, it is so pathetic. And again, like Markel Fultz, they tried to hide the shoulder from the motorcycle and other things that were going on were him getting benched. I mean, there were so many issues around Markel Fultz, his, his family controlling a lot of the narrative, and it just mm-hmm. backfiring. But he you said three players. What other player? I mean, it's Fultz, Ben, and who else? I said two. Oh, God. I said yeah, three. Yeah, two. But with Ben, I, I think the difference is. And it's not a negative or positive. Just I think the overwhelming difference is that he has been so good elsewhere and he's been all NBA D and he's been an all star. And it's just it's that's what's so frustrating, yet continues the conversation with Markel Fultz. There was nothing to talk about. The dude was cooked. He was cooked. Mm-hmm. From the jump. He couldn't help this team. He could not help the team off the bench. Right. Brett Brown had to play TJ McConnell more minutes because of a liability with Markel Fultz. Ben Simmons, on the other hand, is going to kill you in a game, but he's also going to do wonders for you in a game. True. Yeah. But, I mean, there's they, they need to do a better job of, like, character assessment. Well, what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, they should have snuffed that out about Markel Fultz being weak. Ron, double in, what's up? On the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, so uh, what do we got? Jeff Parles today, right? Yeah, we, we haven't had him on in, uh, what, two weeks? I don't yeah. know. He's got to make me. an appearance. We didn't have him last week. No? No. no. Okay. Now, apparently, Dan Schwartzman is a tennis player. Do you know that? I got that from uh, Colin Berger at Turf Burgers. A screenshot of D. Schwartzman taking on El Brode. B-R-O-A-D-Y. Really? Yeah, D. Schwartzman. D. Schwartzman. Yeah, that's not Dan Schwartzman. Well, it's not the Dan Schwartzman you had on the radio with you, no. Or I guess the Jacob Media YouTube page where you can subscribe, leave us a like, make sure you hit a notification bell. You see that bell right down there below that? You yeah. want to make sure you hit that as well, so you are constantly aware of when we go live, as we are always live and local from the Fritz and Bean Cooley Studios here in Philadelphia. If you know someone who suffered a personal injury, contact Brian Fritz directly, a tough lawyer for a tough town, sponsored here in the middle by Pure Bull Beef Jerky. Get yours now. Go to steersnacks.com. You were saying something? No, I mean, uh, you know, our Dan Schwartzman, you know, Dan is the only Schwartzman I know. <laughs> so I didn't know that there's a professional tennis player you're saying that's D. Schwartzman? D. Schwartz. Not D's. 
<laughs> no, not those. No, not those. Yeah, not Dean's. No. Dude, that was the Swartzman, man. That was, that was a pretty good interview, man. I, I enjoyed him, man. He what wants to doing? come on. He'll come on anytime. <laughs> send him an invite right now. See if he comes on. Just send him a blind invite. See if All he right. comes on. Right? Oh, my goodness. And see if he comes on. What the hell else is I'll he forward him the link. He's not doing anything else. No. Right? No, he's, he's, he's in that closet right now. Seriously. <laughs> Waiting that's for our text. Exactly yeah, it's in the closet. That's exactly right. He's just hanging out there. Right. Oh, my God. It's oh, got to be 120 degrees in New York City right now. <laughs> so what else would he be doing besides staying inside? It's Bro, how about that? How hot, how hot was it yesterday when you were playing it, Harry? It wasn't that bad. It wasn't? No. Man, like it I really said, wasn't. Bro. It was a little breeze going. It was it was fine. I'm going yeah. out today again. Uh, we'll play again today. It's probably going to be hotter today. I felt like I was in a Kalahari desert the other day, bro. It was just baking and baking. I couldn't What'd believe you say how yesterday hot it was. It was Africa hot. Oh, it was hot. As, it was Africa hot, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Like you're in the Congo. Oh man, no, not even the Congo. I'm talking about no, like Congo's you know, a little cool, man. You got the river. Oh yeah. No, it, it, it was, I was on the Serengeti. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> it was that hot, bro. Wow. It was it was it was amazing out there. I couldn't believe it was that hot, man. Every time I get up, I you know, I, I really think I lost like 20 pounds of just water weight mm. out there, man. It was that hot. I, it was so hot I didn't even want to touch a I didn't touch any alcohol, period. In fear that I might just pass out or something. Cause you know, when you drink alcohol, it it, it you know it, it takes everything out of you. And I couldn't do it, man. I mean, I, if I'd drank one beer, I'd have been done. It doesn't take everything out of me. Well, it was so hot that day. It would it would <laughs> man. Oh my God. And I kept thinking about how uh pro golfers walk mm-hmm. the entire course. How? Well, they're how? all carrying their back. I feel bad for the caddies. Yes. Yeah, right, right. The caddy right. is the guy you should feel bad about yeah. they have to wear Jeez. that old breaking bad suit. Right. White. <laughs> yeah. The jumpsuit. Seriously. Yeah, the jumpsuit. You should, come on, you're a man of the people, Brooks. You're talking yeah. about multi-million dollar golfers. You think right. Nicholson gives a rat's ass about his caddy? Yeah, Ooh, think of, think about that Mexican caddy that caddy carried for uh for uh what's his name? The cheap sob that stiffed him what yeah he gave him like oh. five grand wait what, what what's this won a tournament and gave him five thousand dollars that <laughs> was then, it and then he had to be publicly shamed into giving him more money wow yeah yeah wow kuchar matt kuchar i want how, how much do cat how much do caddies make man do you it think depends like they have arrangements like you know five six seven eight percent you know of the of the purse some guys wow. get flat fees but this was in Mexico. It had to be super hot. Oh, oh. My God. and he stiffed him like that. They gave him five grand because it wasn't his real caddy, his normal caddy. He What's just picked him up. Rate? Well, it depends on you know what these guys negotiate. It's right. different for every player. Yeah, but here's the thing: how much does service? Right, it, you may have like okay, you have a really really bad server. Mm-hmm. He's still leave something right, unless that. Right. Well, I do. Right, unless yeah. that person is like being rude to you or something along those lines, like saying something personal to you, that's one thing, but you know, food's late, stuff like that. People have bad days and all, and, and they're there working for tips. So mm-hmm. it still leaves something, right? right? I get that. This guy made over a million dollars and gave him five grand at first. <laughs> okay. But hold <laughs> on a second. How bad I'm just trying to figure out the specifics of this. How bad do you think was that caddy? Well, he right, wasn't right. bad. He might, 
He wasn't bad. Like no? He won a tournament. Yeah, he won a tournament. He must have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like he gave him a, a you know a, a sixty loft wedge or something like that, or yeah, okay, you know, instead of giving him a pitching wedge or something, you know. Barrett, you remember that scene in Happy Gilmore where the caddy goes to Shooter McGavin and says, uh, "I think you should use a six. and then he pulls out the seven, hits a seven, he goes six iron, huh? You're fired. He didn't need the caddy. Maybe Coocher didn't need the caddy. Maybe Coocher thought, you know what? I would have won by 20 strokes if right. I had my real caddy. Yeah, right, He's right. a cheap SOB. <laughs> That's terrible. And he was out of Yes, it is terrible. That is awful. Yeah. Five Gs for that? Yeah. Terrible. No way. No way. Now, did you see? I tweeted this this morning. Uh, apparently, Dan Cilio had Merle Reese on. And Merle Reese said that the Eagles are close to a deal. For Zach Ertz to Buffalo. Wow. Mm. Mm. Based on what? What he's hearing? Yeah. That's. Mm. What do you think they get? A seventh round draft pick? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Like, if they get that, I'm 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 happy with that. <laughs> I'm happy with yeah. anything. Know, but it's it's kind of like where else would he go right now? Right. Right. That's exactly. Like, well, I maybe they, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. There's a lot. He keeps uh, saying Indianapolis and Jacksonville. I think Indianapolis. I think a, a a coach. Here's the thing, and Barrett, I'll defer to you. But when you're someone like Zach Ertz, who has had a great career, but is clearly on the downside of it, I think that while he would definitely like to play for somebody who knows him, there's also a limited pool of coaches who would take a risk on Zach Ertz. And that's where I would defer to guys like Frank Reich and even McDermott, who knows this team and has a, a great connection still with this team, to be able to find out, all right, how much of it is, and even if you're giving up a sixth or seventh round pick, like that's yeah. currency. I get it. It's not nothing. So that's where I would defer and say, yeah, okay, like it's got to be Buffalo or Indy, even if, even if Zach Ertz gets traded. Yeah, well, at the end of the day, they know Ertz is, is a lot better than what he saw from him last year. And that's only because the quarterback position was so bad. He wasn't able to go out there and really show what he could do as a player. Now everybody's saying, oh, you know, his his talent has dropped. No, his talent has not dropped. He's still a pretty good – in fact, if he gets with the right team, like you said, like a, a, a Buffalo or Indianapolis, he'll be a top 10 tight end in the league once again. You just have to have a quality quarterback to help him out. Carson was terrible – last year and and that was his favorite talk and he couldn't even get the t ball to him yeah so you know that's let when alone. you knew that's when you knew something was up right right you know you know yeah and, and and plus it was already a rocky relationship that's why i don't think he goes to indianapolis because Ertz had asked him to go to management and say hey man put the word in for me and carson didn't do it so right. i doubt seriously contract. if he goes to indianapolis yeah yeah so i doubt seriously if he goes to indianapolis well, the if, he goes, if he goes to Buffalo, that's going to be a low round pick in whatever round it's in. At least get something, man. You know, because at this point, they're going to have to cut him. Well, they don't have to cut him. They can bring him back on the team. I mean, if he's a sour grapes, then it could be real bad for the, you know, for for him coming back. But I, I, I doubt that. I doubt seriously if Ertz would even come in like that. I think Ertz would come in and bet on himself to make some money for next year. Mm -hmm. He'll play his that ass off. Get, get cut, yeah. right? It's almost like you'd rather get cut, renegotiate a show me deal with Buffalo. No, 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 because we're gonna say you don't want to get cut because they'll lowball him. He'll get like three million as opposed to getting seven or eight million with the Eagles right now. I think well, his contract's like seven Eagles or eight million. Aren't gonna bring him back. Yeah, I know, but so I mean, while Zach Ertz may want to keep money on the books, the Eagles are not. 
the Eagles need Eagles to spend are, that money elsewhere. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't see him back. So if the Eagles cut him, then he doesn't have any other option but to sign with Buffalo or Indy. And that's why I said if they, he wants them to bring him back at this point. I would want to come back just to get you know that extra three or four million from this contract that he has right now. But I doubt seriously he would because if 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 he wanted to really stay, he would say, "All right, then, well." I'll take a pay cut. No, he wants to get out of here. But will the Eagles let him go for nothing and just take that cap hit? They may have to. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing though. Like they they would rather cut him than trade him. Well, how much a, how much of a salary cap um, hit will he get if he if he if he just gets cut? I think it's the entire trade, salary. Right? Then. It's like seven seven million if he gets traded. That you know that hits gets taken off their um off their books. Depending on what what comes back, right? Like right. there may be um there may be the penalty just for trading him. Right, right. But it's a lot less than if they cut him. And that's I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, the, no, they I don't want that, that cap. I just hit. don't know why a team would would willingly give something up for him and that contract. Like if I'm Buffalo or Indianapolis, I'm not giving up anything for a guy making seven million this year, eight point five in 2021 base salary. I'm not doing anything like that. Dead cap of seven point seven, nearly seven point eight million. Right. So it, that's what I'm saying. Like, why in the world? Would Buffalo trade for for Zach Ertz unless they feel like Indianapolis has the inside track and they may lose out on signing Ertz, so they might as well secure his services with the sixth round pick? Doesn't that sound ridiculous if you're Buffalo? Absolutely sounds ridiculous. But I'm looking at um I'm looking at um the the cap hit. Let me see what the cap hit is for this. It says here uh, that regardless of whether they trade or release him, they still save eight and a half million in cap space this year. And will forfeit about seven million in dead cap space over right. the next two seasons because the oh, out is, that's where the out is after this year for the base. But you're still you still have a cap hit that comes with it, right? Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. what you're saying. Where there's a dead cap hit next year of seven point eight with that contract of eight point five base. But if you get out of it, then you're not on the hook for all of it. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, right. that's exactly. Because you you get some relief. Out. You have an out ahead of the final year of the deal. Right. Wow. So well, it's breaking. Like, yeah, I mean, they they could spread that out over two years. That seven million dead cap. Eagles will. Yes, absolutely. So right. that's what I'm saying. The Eagles are going to get away from the eight and a half, no matter what happens. But they'll also be hit with that seven point seven eight, whatever it is, for two years. So that's fine. They'll spread that out. But I mean, look at it from the other side of it. If you're trading for this deal, then you still have to find a way to get out of that contract and renegotiate with Ertz. Are you going to renegotiate with him at 31 before the season? Or no, you have eight and a half million dollars this year? And what happens if he has a Pro Bowl year at eight and a half million dollars? You're going to be paying him 15 million next year. Mm -hmm. And he'll definitely do that too, man. That'd be he's a good problem a, to have, though, because yeah. if he's having a Pro Bowl year, chances are your team did well. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying on Buffalo or – right, yeah. that, that's what I mean, Buffalo or Indianapolis. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, so he should have been gone, man. I don't know what they're doing, man. They're just dragging their feet. If you're saying if he gets cut, it'll be about the same money if he gets cut or if he gets traded. So if that's the case, why don't they just cut him now? Either that's question. being that's, – that's probably, that's probably um, 
Howie being hateful. Howie just hanging on there to get that yeah. seventh round pick, man. Yeah, he's just being hateful, man. <laughs> you know, this kid, he could be, you know, Zach Ertz could be on a team right now learning the offense. Right. You know, getting acclimated to his teammates, you know, getting in with the quarterback. Instead, he's sitting around waiting for Howie to make his mind up what he wants to do. Just so he could come back and say, see, I, I can get I got anything, a seventh right? rounder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I made something out of nothing. You guys thought I wasn't going to get anything for him. No. All right. We got to take a quick one here across the board. We're back to wrap the hour up. It is. Oh, just got just got the text. Wow. All right. Ron with a quick trigger finger, huh? You just got the text? I just got the text. All right. The bets are on their way, including a couple of masterful three balls. What? What? All right. The PGA bets are coming in hot and heavy right now from my guy. Charles? No, no. No. This is uh, <laughs> somebody actually trust. All right. Charles. I just got a text from Schwartzman. Am I coming back on the show to get today? He said, <laughs> just got a link in my email from you. <laughs> no. No, now I, I want to bring uh, my golf tout on because I know that Harry will love it, but I don't think this is the right event for it, right? No. I mean, we'd really be stretching. No, let's wait for the British Open coming okay. up, or the Open right. Championship in a couple of weeks. That's fine, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what they are. What do you What do you want me to say to Dan? When should he jump on? Twelve ten. Twelve ten. Yeah. Twelve ten. Let's see. Let's see what he's. Let's see what he's got today. <laughs> if not, they will get rid of him fast. He might be. He might be one of my favorites now. He's yeah. got nothing. <laughs> we'll get rid of him. If he's got nothing, he's out. <laughs> oh. oh, man. We got to hear this Jamal Mashburn story. What's that? On facing the dream team in college. And what was going on with uh, Larry Bird. I'll see if I can find just the clip of it. He's talk So he's on this podcast with Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. And he's telling the story of facing the dream team in college, how he was trash talking Larry Bird. And I guess Bird just let him have it. <laughs> it's pretty funny, man. I got to I gotta get the actual audio here. Yeah, get that, man. I can hear it. All right, Schwartzman's good for 1210. Perfect. <laughs> Bro, I'm telling you the truth, man. I, I, I stopped trash talking after my rookie year after we played the Raiders. Bro. When I tell you, I'm I'm out there just. I mean, just I'm trying to. I'm I'm giving it to to Pat Swilling. You know, and, you know he's he's not really playing hard. I can tell he's not playing hard, so I'm killing him. You know, what I'm saying I'm blocking him all day. So as we're walking in at halftime, I start talking trash to him. Oh man, we I'm, I'm killing him. What are you talking? about? We're killing him. Got back to him. I said, look, man, be quiet, for you wake him up. Let that sleeping beast lie. Like no, man, forget that. I can block him. He said, okay, then, okay, then. So as I'm saying that, he comes by, uh-huh, guy Mac, it's too late. It's too late, guy Mac. He had a high voice, too. It's, it's too late, guy Mac. It's too late. You about to see Sweet Swill. You about to see Sweet Swill. Swilling like, had a high voice like that. Yeah. Sweet Swill? <laughs> like, who is Sweet Swill? I came out the, I came out the second half. He didn't hate to do it to me. Two wow. and a half sacks, bro, in one half. We won wow. the game, but I gave up two and a half sacks. 
I gave a five the entire year. Radio Two and a half was to him. By Rocket Mortgage. Live wow. from the Riley Auto Parts Studio. You just, you just had to do it. Harry <laughs> Mays. All right. So looks like we have a busy second hour. Now the invite's out to Carl. So we'll see if he jumps on here. I did find the video with Jamal Mashburn. So we'll listen to that at the top of the hour. It's a pretty funny story about Larry Bird. And hey, Tom, you get any sleep, man? Yeah, I'm getting some sleep. So how was that? Wife isn't, but I am. <laughs> That's the difference. Um, well, how are you able to sleep and she she's not? Because she's breastfeeding. All so, night? Not all well, not all night, but like every two hours, man. Really? Yeah, the kid the kid needs to eat every two or three hours. And it's not an easy process to teach a newborn baby how to latch on and do all that. it's crazy. Like I tell you, this kid, he's B negative. So it's like two percent of the population, right? Is B negative, that blood percentage, three percent, mm-hmm. something like that. So he's already like, you know, cerebral, everything like that. He's he's expected to be super high intelligence. We have videos of this kid. Wait he's, a second. What does the old. blood type have to do with intelligence? Look it up. It, it, it has to do with percentage of the population and correlation to just intelligence as far as blood initially. Wow. So, again, like I'm not I, I think I am, but I don't I don't believe I am. My wife is not. So he got it right. And well, then you definitely have it then. If, well, if, I, think if, it, I think it can be recessive from a parent. No, I thought I'm not positive. Be, you know. I'm not positive, but we've got video. I'll put it up. We've got two separate videos. One of him holding the bottle. He's not even a week old, and he's got his hands around the bottle, and he's and he's holding it without even my wife holding it, just his head. And we also have video of him holding the binky in his mouth to keep it in his mouth. Meanwhile, right. this kid can't find a breast to save his life, and I'm a little concerned. Wow. I'm a little cons- – he's street smart, but he's going to get ripped off on a three-card money game the first time he steps out downtown. So much for the high intelligence. Well, like I said, he's probably going to get straight A's and be a fencer at Harvard and be in the Olympics. But I'll be outsmarting him left and right on uh, Mario Kart. Well, I mean, don't don't you just use, like, the pump and and uh, store the, the breast milk in, you know, bottles that you could administer to the kid while your wife sleeps? Yeah, but it's a process. You know, look, he's such a week old, right? So it's a yeah. process for everybody to get into it. That's all. That's all. It's just a process. Oh, right, you want to see this thing with MASH here? Yeah. I'm going to play the audio. B-plus is a rare blood type that holds tremendous power. Here we go. This tall white guy coming down the hall, and I'm like, damn. Why is that so low, though, right? Is that low to you, too? Yeah, it's a little low. It's low to me, too. <laughs> that looked like Larry Bird. So Larry Bird coming down the hallway, me and Chris Webber, and Larry Bird, you don't realize how big Larry Bird is until you stand yeah, up close yeah, to Larry yeah, Bird. Yeah. I think we can play this. You know, I'm going to play the video of this, too, just because you can see Jamal Mashburn's face as he's telling the story, which I think, like, when we see Barrett tell these stories and, and the facial expressions of it, probably worth a watch. So let me bring him up real quick. And we can go ahead and do that. There we go. See, that's that easy. That's simple. As a guy, Larry Bird, legit six ten. Nah, real talk. When I first up against him, when he was coaching the place, I was like, damn. So he he walked by us. He says, "Y'all those college guys?" And we was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. We the college guys." And he looked at us and he said, 
get some fucking rest. It's going to be a long week. I walked <laughs> off. And we was like, what the hell? Like, got us into- yeah, I'm like, okay. You know, we're like, all right, what's going I, on here? I wanted to say what's up. But he just <laughs> like, like hey. Yeah. So the next morning, we get up and we go to um, practice. And Roy Williams is our coach. But we only got eight. So we like, well, how are we practicing? And what are we practicing for? So we spent, I want to say, an hour doing the three-man weave. And I'm like, what's going on here? Then they bus us to another location where the Dream Team is practicing. And these about 400 people standing outside uh, waiting for the Dream Team to come out. They take us up to a top floor, and the Dream Team is practicing. They're finishing up their practice. And then they say, all right, get loose and stretch out. We're like, okay, we playing? They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to play next. So we get out the gates. Like the first 15 minutes, we kicking their ass. <laughs> we but we running them all out. Bobby Hurley in the lane, killing John Stockton. So they stopped the game and turn off the score. I think we were up like 72, 66 or something, 64, something like that. They just stopped the game. So we like, all right, was this halftime or some shit? <laughs> and like, nah, the press coming in. So I'm like, oh, oh wow. So that's when the, the the thing came out that Chuck Daly let us win. Because they didn't, they, they were like, they didn't want to hold a complete game because they knew it was going to be downhill from there. Cause we were trying to prove that we could yeah, represent yeah. the country. Yeah. All right. So we we um lit they- that was and then again that's the second part of that story that has been more myth than not and you don't really hear it from the college guys about that one infamous from the dream team practice where those guys were giving it to him so Jamal on the other side of it maybe that's why Larry Bird was so upset. Well, how how much longer did it go? Oh, he just finished the he just finished that that quick point there. Oh, right? okay. Yeah, I mean, the interview was long, but it was yeah. just a small clip. There was nothing more on Bird. That was the big thing on Bird was just, yeah. <laughs> he just get was, some rest. He just refused to talk to anybody. <laughs> I mean, just, you know, not like that. Hey, man, I hope you out. You know, thanks for all, all that stuff. He probably didn't even look at Christian Leitner that whole time. He was <laughs> right. Get this guy out of here. Unbelievable. That's man, it. When you're around stars like that, man, it's definitely different, man. Stars in the league. Dude, I remember the first time I played against um I was on the same field with 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 you know I'm there with the 49ers and you got Jerry Rice walking on the field and I'm looking at him like damn that's that's Jerry Rice man wow look at him you know what I'm saying I said, man he he doesn't look like an athlete you know what I'm saying he looked he, he's you no know, he's like kind of skinny you know what I'm near to Joe Montana <laughs> right so I'm looking at him like what you know and yeah. I looked at Joe Joe looked like you know he could be, you know, a bartender at a pub or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. looking like, I remember standing what? next to him at Tulane. He was on the field because his son went to Tulane and was graduating that night. It was the last game of the year. And I'm standing right next to him. I'm like, this is arguably the second greatest quarterback <laughs> that ever played a game. And he just looks like just some dude. Right, right. You know? Exactly. I'm looking like, is that <laughs> Jerry? I mean, like, Jerry has no muscles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's, he's yeah. not cut up or anything, bro. Right. He's just like. It's just like he's there, man. And I was like, that can't no, that that can't be Jerry Rice, but he's got 80 jerseys. I'm like, oh, okay, then wow, you know. Heck oh, hmm. you know, okay, okay, that's him. That's him. Man. And it and people understand he's not fast, 
but he runs full speed the entire time. He gets the full speed so fast, and every single route he runs is full speed, man. Yeah. He doesn't take off at all. I mean, it's full speed every single – whether he's getting the ball, whether he's blocking on a, on a run play, it's full speed, man. And, that's, right. and a lot of people can't do that. They can't get to that top end and maintain that top end for long. He can do that. He can maintain that top end for a long time. And, I, you know, I think that's what um, that's what you're going to see from from the, um, this year's rookie. You know, Smith will be the same way. He gets the top end so fast, but he can maintain the same speed for a long period of time. Most people – have quick burst. This guy can just he gets runs and it's, it's the same speed, his, his long strides, and that's what made it so deceptive when you know when you're playing against him. Hmm. And no, I'm not saying he's gonna be the next Jerry Rice. I'm just saying he gets the top speed and maintains top speed for a long time. Were you in on Velasquez last night, Aton? No, but I guarantee you he's going to be traded and probably be a Cy Young candidate next year. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. This is now he'll be the third guy in probably as many years, right? Pavetta. Yeah. It's just I. Although I don't feel like a lead is safe, so I was tempted to jump in on the Marlins when they were down. I think it was four nothing. They almost blew it last night. Yeah, almost, but it's. The defense is is a problem that makes the bullpen look even worse than it is. So it's mm-hmm. it's tough, man. It's tough to rely on defense. Like last year, you could rely on the bullpen. Bullpen's going to screw it, but you can't do that now. Scott Piercy, top twenty. Oh, I'm a minute late. That's my fault. Got a bunch of things here, man, for this putting contest. All right, so let's see. We got Dan coming up, and then Parles. Has anybody heard from Jeff? No. No? Is that it? <laughs> no. I, I, I always thought it was you and he that had the uh, – the, uh... Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. At Sleep Outfitters Outlet, great sleep is a big deal. Save 40 to 60% every day on every Sealy, Stearns & Foster, and Tempur-Pedic. Queens as low as $249. Customer exchanges, closeouts, and floor samples. Inventory changes daily, so come in for your dream deal today. With no credit needed financing, expert advice, and up to 60% off retail, it's never been easier to get the sleep and savings you deserve. Go to sleepoutfittersoutlet.com for financing details and to find a store near you. Well, I sent him the link, so we'll see. Other than that, Ben Simmons bought a new home. Where? California. Yeah, of course. Good. Yeah. That's terrible, man. Come on now. I'm telling you, man. Maxi and Simmons for Damian Lillard. Get it Get done. Get out of here. You're better off doing the Ben Simmons challenge. <laughs> Getting more uh, fulfillment from that. Uh, Norlander, 20 bucks, top 10. It's coming in. These bets are coming in. It's like Barrett's front door. You hear? That's my cell phone. Ba-doop. More bets, more golf bets. There's another one. 
There's another one. Yeah, see, this whole thing with Mashburn getting some love here. Big Lee just picked it up, too. That Dream Team story was was always told, but by nobody who actually had it. You know? Now, what is this? You guys are running a DraftKings contest or, like, a live contest? Like, is this a golf event that I'm not going to be invited to? No, it's a DraftKings. It's for this weekend's tournament. Tell you, man. I still have not got my or received any confirmation that I'm playing in that tournament. It's August the 17th. That's my mother and brother's birthday. Is that right? Yeah. Good news is that neither one of them live anywhere near me, so it's not like I'm skipping out on anything personal. There's another one, Tringali, top 10. Yeah, I got got Tringali top 10 for plus 400. I'm just saying. I got Gary Woodland. I got Gary Woodland top 20 plus 225. I got a 50 bucks on uh, Gary Woodland top 10, cuz. Doc, Doc Redman plus 225 for top 20. Ah. ah. Uh, Jason Kokrak. Following that crack? Kokrak. That crack? Yeah, man. Crack kills, bro. You know that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. How about Bryson to win this thing? Is Can he putt? Does well, he's, he's the putt? favorite. He won it last year. Well, this is the putting competition right this course no it's wide open they they can bomb it at this course well no but it's it's the better putters who are going to win this these are all good putters that he gave me well most guys that win on the pga tour are pretty good freaking putters man i sunk one the other day for like you wouldn't take a shot on somebody who's not putting well right now Spawn, Shank, Piercy, Taylor. Hey, Harry, I, I sunk one from like 30 feet, man. Yeah? Yeah, bro. You should put with that one iron. <laughs> you should right. just use that as a putter. Oh, my goodness. Sep Straka, minus 110 over Merritt. I'd say Patrick Reed might be. And Vaughn Taylor. Vaughn Taylor. Yeah, he's he's where the hell's he been? He's at um he's like number two on this model. He's like number one on this model of all these guys for um Green's gain. So if he can putt, that would land you that would lead you to believe that he's got a good shot here. Because he's getting the right, he's he's gaining shots to the green. Strokes gained approach. Now, strokes gained approach. Oh, no, wait. I had that opposite. Vaughn Taylor is the complete, is is last, not top one. Green yeah, top. he stinks. No, it's Keegan Bradley who's who's number one on green. Bradley's going to play well this week. Yeah. Uh, no, as far as uh, shots gained on approach, that's, that's the metric that I was using a lot here for. That's why I had... Uh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel, what is it? Grillo. Emiliano Grillo. Yeah, Grillo is is number one on this model here. Stankly is as well. Stanky. Who? Stanky Panky. <laughs> Matsuyama, mm-hmm. number three. Plus 225, top 10. Shots gain on approach. He's third. Yeah, Bradley, Reed, and Hoff. Are all there top five? Hoff, 
Yeah, Charlie Hoffman. I think he's out this week. Is he really? Yeah, I think he's I think he's out. He's on the model for DraftKings 8800. Right? I see him. This is the middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right. Now, as promised, we are where where is Dan Schwartzman right now? In, in a changing closet? Like, He's in a closet. Are you in a closet? You're specific. Dude, you've been doing this for longer than me, as long as Mays, probably as long as since Brooks has played to when he's doing media, and you're still in a closet? <laughs> you know what, though? For you guys, I want it to be as simple as possible, obviously. So I thought being in the closet here would kind of uh, be, uh, I guess, honorary for the, the company I keep with you guys. By the way, Shandy, you look homeless there. What's going on there, man? Uh, Shave for a while. Yeah, look, you, you can't really tell because the camera is kind of far away, and then I have to get up and zoom in and show you. But I have one of the – I have – now, you give me another week, and I don't know if I could live in my house with this thing growing another week right now. But this is going to be full, and I talked about it last night – the the mixture of like the Palestinian curl and the Hasidic curl to a perfectly blended beard, man. That's that's the unfortunate reality of it. I'm gonna have to shave this thing of beauty off. So your Middle East harmony is what you're saying? Absolutely. It's my grandfather and my father working together to, to give me this beautiful thing here. That's by the way, though, you know, it, it is impressive, I got to say, but don't blame, uh, you know, being a new father and no time to shave. Just get in there, you lazy bum, and shave that ridiculous thing <laughs> off. You got deer and antelope <laughs> roaming in your beard right now. These guys smell awful. I think he looks good with the beard, though. Ah, you should have seen the beard that he had about two years ago, two and a half years ago. I'm telling you, it was like that character on that one uh, Christmas. <laughs> what, was, what, what was the... No, yeah. no, 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 no. The claymation. I know yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, the claymation one. They, with the, the reindeer. With the beard. Yeah. yeah, the reindeer. Oh, he looked exactly like that dude. Like he had an axe. He was chopping out trees or something. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Jewish Paul Bunyan. Absolutely. That's what they call me. Paul Bunyan? That's what they call me on the main line. See, Schwartz, you're the only guy, man, that cannot be. Uh, prejudiced man, because you're you're definitely a weird mixture, bro. A weird weird mixture. I never Trust heard me, that. Harry tried all those years. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you, had... honestly though, you you look like you. I haven't seen you physically because I was off the last when you were on. But as much as I clearly have this thing on my face, and you know, Harry has slimmed down. I, I bet since the last time you saw him, like work with him, he's in good shape. Barrett, you know, he's he's the same since. I physically saw him years ago. You right. look exactly the same. Like, uh, do you wait? Uh, are you one of these guys who weighs the exact same as you did in 10th grade in high school? No, actually, I, flu I fluctuate weight-wise, and it all depends on when the wife starts to complain that I got a little fat. So right now she's complaining. So I think wow. I got to slim down about 20. What I'll do is I'll slim 20, and then I immediately binge eat, binge eat and drink and just live like a college kid again. Put it back on, and then I wait for her to complain again, and I do the same thing. It's like a it's like a terrible routine I go through every year, but it's fun, and it's the hair. You know, being half yeah. Asian, Shander, really kind of yeah. keeps you young. Right. It keeps you young. All right, well, give us a insight here. What's your go-to move to drop 20? Keto. Keto. Yeah. 
Meaning keto what? Diet. Carbs, keto diet. Nothing sugar. Like what's keto? So you lay off the sugars, you lay Fat. off the carbs. So beer is a, a no-go. Although they have that low-carb beer now. It's, uh, it's terrible, but uh, I drink it. And uh, instead of sugar, you use something called monk fruit extract. And let me tell you something. It actually tastes better than sugar. It's better for you. And, you, you know, proteins and vegetables and things like that. So uh, it works. I, I, I can drop 15 pounds in about five weeks on that. All right, well, well, give me an example. Like, what's a I, monk fruit? What I, I know that show Monk from USA. <laughs> That's right? USA, yeah. Exactly. What's what's a meal look like? Uh, first of all, kudos to Tony Shalhoub, all right? Because that was a great show. But uh, Tony Shalhoub, he's a, he's a good Jew. Is right? he? Is he a Jew? Yeah. He's an Arab, isn't he? Is he I, Arab? Is yeah, he? yeah. Oh, shoot. It's all Thanks. the same, but... Harry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, drop that line in the Middle East. <laughs> I, I say that with experience. All right, the, the average you drop the average person on a street in Jerusalem, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference between a Jew, an Arab, somebody from Lebanon, or somebody from Israel. All right, everybody looks the damn same anyway. You just see different shades on television for a reason. You be different, man. Everybody's the same place, man. You mean for for years and years, you can't yeah. tell the difference, man. That's it. The only difference there is spices on the food you put, right? <laughs> and I give them better, yeah, Palestinians, Lebanese. They have better food than us. Israeli food is oh, atrocious. A, yeah, because that kosher meat, they overcook that stuff. It's oh, terrible it's stuff. Terrible. Like, terrible. it's the only country in the Middle East that doesn't have oil. It's also the only country in the Middle East that screws up the cuisine. <laughs> Now, we're, we're he is on fire right now. We're producing bloodless surgery, Uzis, all these great things in technology, yet we can't make a nice plate of food? <laughs> they don't have time to make food. They're curing world disease. They don't have time for food, Aton. Come on, you yes. know that. I went to Burger Ranch the last time I was at uh, Israel. It wasn't even like a real McDonald's. It was like a poor man's. Yeah. No. So you want to know what I eat? All right. So yeah. like a, a, a day would be like... You could have like a piece of meat and some vegetables for uh, for lunch, and then at night have like a nice salmon, some more vegetables. I cheat a little bit. I, I do eat some fruit because I like fruit, but uh, they do say kind of lay off of that because there is a lot of sugar in there. But I don't think I do like an actual keto. I think I just kind of do more of a, a low calorie type, a low uh, carb diet. And for me, it works. You know, at forty two, I can still cut weight very quickly, like a boxer. The last time I saw Schwartzman in the, in person, he ate about a ten thousand calorie dessert. I yeah, felt like Darren Brooks. <laughs> you you remind me you you know Mosher right Jeff Mosher of course of course yes. so you two are very similar now we tried to get Jeff to do this back when we were all working at, at another station but you are exactly the same where you you just have one of these what like a snake stomach right or like a snake mouth where you can eat a whole pie of pizza. Or you can eat like a whole birthday cake. Or you can eat, and, and you're not gigantic. And and Jeff was the same way. Now, both of you guys fluctuate a little bit, right? But yeah. I've never seen anybody in your frame that can ingest so much crap in a single sitting. You tried, and it didn't work for you. Well, no, I can ingest it, but it stays with me. I don't know. Right, I was going to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, no, my, you could drop weight. If I start dropping weight, you know, I'm up to something. My wife's still looking at me like, what, what, uh -huh. All is waiting for. What's going on? <laughs> you got a side hustle going on. <laughs> hey, Barrett, Barrett, do you put on weight just looking at a Krispy Kreme donut? Bro, what are you talking about? I see food and I gain weight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love seafood and that's so why I see it and I gain weight, bro. Ah, uh, look at that. The old dad joke. You know, but hey, it is <laughs> no. what it is, bro.
We have a very important question on the stream here for you, Dan. And yeah. It comes from 91L Sixers. Does Dan pee on keto strips like Harry and Marquitas did for a summer? Yeah, do you use those little sticks? The strips? No, I never even I never even heard of that. Well, it, it, what, it, it, proves, it proves whether you're in full ketosis oh, but based on the color of the strip after you pee on it. What is made for diabetics, man? That. It's made for diabetics, and here they are peeing on keto strips, man. <laughs> What is going on on this show, bro? Honestly, I have no idea. Cheeto didn't work. Cheeto didn't work for me. Well, that's the thing. Like, what, what type of radio bit is it where Martinez is like, "Oh, come on, Harry, we're gonna." Well, he he, he only did it just because I was doing it. I was doing it way before him, and then oh. he, he had to get on it. You know, you know the way he is. Uh, well, he does it outside, though. At least you go. Well, he bathroom. pees everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's yeah. disgusting. He pees in Schwartzman's closet right now. Right. Exactly. <laughs> have you ever been caught? By a neighbor going outside in in your own lawn before, no. or or somebody's house before. Uh, no, I this this happened. I'm surprised I never told you this story, Dan, or both of you guys, Barrett. I don't know if we've uh, this would ever come up, but I um, years ago when I came home from college and before I started working for Hallmark, I was home for like I don't know three months, right? And it was miserable because I'd been gone forever, been gone even before college. And now I'm home and my mom's like, hey, you're home. You're going to do everything I am. And I want and I'm like, no, I'm free. So I immediately, you know, I got a job and everything. I had to work for three months working at the Y, right? Doing stuff in the summer. And one time I came home and, and my mom wasn't supposed to be home. She was supposed to be gone working an overnight shift uh, close to it at the hospital. So I thought, all right, cool. I'm good. You know, come home, roast a little, nice little blunt outside, right? I'm ripped. <laughs> Right. Next thing I know, I'm like, all right, you know, I have to go to the bathroom and all this and I'm about to go inside and she pulls up. And for anybody who has inhaled or smoked marijuana via like a joint or a blunt, you ain't hiding that smoke. Like you're not spraying axe on you or anything right. like that. Like you're not hiding that. So at this point, I was like, OK, I either need to go to like the, the corner of the yard where the neighbor is and pop a squat or I'm going to have a very awkward conversation and really fight with my mom at the time. So I did that. And then like a week later, my mom's like, Hey, you know, I, I got a note from the neighbor there that you were going to the bathroom outside. So either way, I was. <laughs> yeah. So screw it either way it went, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's trouble, man. Oh, man. Yep. Well, hey. of luck. Wait, uh, who, who would send a note to your mom about that? A snitch. Well, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. This is in Connecticut. You know, people people move out of the city so they don't have to have conflict with okay. their neighbors. Right. That's that's what I think it was. I think it was okay. just like, you know, I don't want to. And, and look, that's not a conversation. Is that a conversation any of you would have with a neighbor? Uh, you know, Mr. Smith, I saw your son taking a crap in my no, <laughs> Right. So you, wouldn't you rather send a note? I wouldn't well, bro, send a note either. Let me, let me tell you something, though. Like like my um my grandson, when he and when he has a couple of his cousins over and everything. So they're all out in the pool. I said, look. There's no peeing in the pool. You hear me? You get out when you have to use the bathroom. So I see my, my grandson. I, I got to go pee pee. I said, all right, all right you go in the house. I can't go in the house because I'm wet. I said, all right, you know what? Go to the back of the, um, go, you know, go past the, you know, the tree right there and, and go pee over there. So now all the kids go pee over by that tree now. Oh, man. It's okay. like a pack of dogs. <laughs> it's like dogs. Oh, yeah, sure. They can, they can sense it. Unbelievable. So, like, so, so like it, it, in, in a 10-minute period, five little boys go and jump out and go to the tree. Hey, at least they didn't go in the pool. <laughs> That's right. 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 You know? 
That is very true. Hey, Aton, did you use leaves or something like a real uh, nature man there? We like bare grills, wiping yourself with leaves? No, I, I think it was one of these things where I was like, I'll just wait for her. I, I didn't use anything. All right. <laughs> you're an animal man uh, yeah I, I this is okay this is 21 years ago so clearly you know things have changed dude you were like 20 years old i mean there's no excuse you weren't like eight years old here popping a squat no. the, uh, the lawn i remember i was 21 and uh, nearly 22 because i had that extra semester at gettysburg That's right. so, <laughs> so don't cheat me on years of maturity schwartzman <laughs> oh my goodness by any means. All right, here's what we'll do. We'll take a quick one on the network. We're still live on the Jacob Media YouTube page. It's the middle on Sports Map Radio as well. All right. What are you doing nowadays, man? Like, what's what's the what's got his the own day -day? company? No, I know, I know you are, but I'm saying, like, tell the world, like, what's what's going on here? What's your day to day like? Um, a lot of emails back and forth, waiting for companies to respond they like to take their time you know how it is like nobody wants to make a decision no exactly they, they have like their their levels of like i gotta go through this person and that person you know it's just and, like program directors yes yeah. Yeah. i'll circle back yeah, yeah. you keep circling and circling and circling and nothing gets done see scheme team knows about that smoke man i'm telling you scheme team is your burner account i swear to god <laughs> Are you subscribed to the Jacob Media YouTube channel, Schwartz, or what? No. no. Come on, man. What the hell's that? You got to help us out here. What is? Send me the link. I'll subscribe to it. All right. Well, it's, yeah, it's the uh, YouTube link. We'll send you that. Boy, I'm, I'm sweating this thing out here. I faded this guy, Benjamin Bonzi, in Wimbledon. Got great <laughs> odds on Marco Trungaletti at plus 280. Dude, you're Ooh. a degenerate to be gambling on those guys. <laughs> Oh, I, I, Mad Dog Russo doesn't even know who uh, these guys are. Bonzi, Bonzi Wells. Swartz, this has been so far as to go, you know, Russian ping pong. Yeah. Uh, I'll show you this. Oh, my God. I'll show no you no joke. To what I won today. Look, I tell you, this this is what I do with ping pong, right? And it, it works. A lot of times it works. Where you look at the first two sets, right? And... Ideally, what happens is the guy who loses the first set and then is winning or has won the second set will be plus money as the nature of the game goes on. So as soon as the as soon as the match is even at one one, that's where you pound the guy who has lost the first set and then won the second set. Happened this morning again. Like it doesn't happen all the time, but it's happening at over sixty percent. I can tell you that for sure. I can tell you that. You're really gambling on Russian ping pong? I absolutely am. He does. <laughs> I'll send you the screen cap. You want me to put it up? Dude, you got to put that up. That's crazy. Alexander Kozlov got him as a set three winner. Now, look, some of these bets you just win, <laughs> you take because you're going to win. Like, he was a set three winner when it was tied game-wise, so I got him at minus 225. But the other – look, this is an example. Like, I hit Dmitry Popov. Remember Popov? That's the vodka you used to the drink. Vodka, right, right, yeah. right. So I, I hit Dimitri, same circumstance. Dimitri Popov dropped the first, won the second, was plus 180 to win the match. Plus 180 wins the match. 25 wins you what? A bunch. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. Sam Query, that's that's the Wimbledon one that we hit. I just sent you the link. All right, cool. Oh, man. Dude, you're nuts. I mean, How do you, first of all, first of all, who puts out odds for Russian ping pong? All these books. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, look, uh, just I'm not telling you to do anything more than that. Like apply that uh, strategy. Forget totals. 
Forget anything like that. But if you're here's another thing, too. If you're watching these like via the game cast because you are picking up and placing a bet, it's like tennis. You can tell, you know, tennis, you played tennis like it's tennis. You can tell the the flow of a match to where you can even take advantage of some in match betting because you're watching a guy go down, you know, four one all of a sudden in, in the third set. And you're like, all right, let me jump on the guy at minus 150, let's say. To still win it, you are the degenerate of degenerates. I thought Mays was bad. My uh, God! Apparently, oh, and I'm nothing compared to him. There's a D Schwartzman at Wimbledon. Yeah, yeah Diego Schwartzman. A Diego, okay. Argentinian. Which is funny because my family, actually, my my grandfather's side, who are the Schwartzmans, went from Eastern Europe to Argentina. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe there's a little uh, love going on. There's some uh, Latino honey there, huh? Who knows? <laughs> Really? Are you related Bro. to this Diego? Maybe. Who knows? You, honestly, I don't know. Both, I mean, we both uh, you guys are like genetic soup. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Actually, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty consistent. I'm, it's well, Palestinian, uh, Israeli, and Russian. I was you the soccer. I was the soccer game yesterday. England right. and Germany. That's yeah. it. See, that was me. You've you've got it pretty simple too. Like it's fifty England, fifty Germany. There's no quarters or eighths or anything. I don't, I don't think there's any eighths. Like my mom's side, both her her mom and dad had family that immigrated from Russia. So mm -hmm. that's why it's like fifty percent block Russia from my mom. Okay, just curious, just curious. Now what else you got going on tonight? You watching the hockey game or no. wait another game? Yeah, I mean, what's the biggest right. thing in the sports world to you right Seriously. now? Seriously. Shohei Otani. Yeah, that's right. You mentioned that last week. It's because of the Japanese situation. Of course. You got to yeah. stick up for the fellow countryman, man. He <laughs> is unbelievable. How well, whacked is baseball that you have a pitcher leading the league in home runs? Dude, how whacked is baseball that the best player in baseball and the most talented player in baseball play for an insignificant team like the Yeah, Angels? that never makes the playoffs. Well, no one cares. It's I know. Mike no one cares. all over again. Yeah. Right? I mean, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani can mm -hmm. play at the same time on the Angels and do amazing things, but they'll never win a game. Like yeah, last night, like two out, and they got beat by the Yankees pretty considerably. Yeah, and not only that, guys, but think about this. Mike Trout has the personality of a cell phone, and Shohei Otani obviously has a language barrier. Right. So the two best players in baseball, you don't they put can't a be marketed. On. Yeah, yeah, they can't, can't be marketed, marketed really. Yeah, and then Ron Cantlay's a big fool. You know, he's an idiot. He makes Bud Selig look competent. He does. So baseball's he does. in trouble. But here's yeah. the thing, though, Dan. To your point, yes, I agree with you that these guys are not on the surface marketable. But I also don't want to take them, the league, off the hook by any means because there are market. Look, Bryce Harper is the most marketable player in baseball. He plays now in a big market. He's got uh, attitude, all these other things. He doesn't have to be great, but he's sellable. He's sellable to multiple demos of a fan base. But even if baseball had somebody truly sellable, right? Judge, Aaron Judge should be all over the place. Yeah. Even like it's Nike, it's the third parties that push these guys. It's never the league that pushes these guys. Yeah, but the problem, Aton, that you said is this: the Phillies are a regional team. They they're a big Everybody's market. Everybody's regional. No, no, but you have a handful of teams like the Yankees, Red Sox, maybe the Dodgers, and possibly the Cubs that are more of a national team. And the Braves too. Right, the Braves. Because it's not a national yes. sport, though. Anyway. Nobody, nobody outside of Pennsylvania and parts of Jersey or maybe Delaware give a hoot about the Phillies. No one cares. But that's my point, though, is that you, you just because people will 
put on their bio, hashtag Yankees fan, the sport itself is no longer national. The right. sport itself, that, that's, that's what I mean. So maybe there's middle ground to this, which is, yes, you, you do have to whittle your pool down of who is truly marketable based on where they play. But the days of, hey, man, you're in the pinstripes, therefore everybody in the world cares about you, I think are over. Yeah, but here's the other thing. But here's the other thing, guys. Aaron Judge is Mr. Cliche. You know, Aaron Judge never shows any personality. Right. He never says anything worth a damn. And to me, that's the problem here is Aaron Judge should be the most marketable face in baseball, right? I mean, he plays for the Yankees. Good-looking dude. Racially, he's a guy that can really relate today. And I just think you look at him, and when he opens his mouth, you're like, yawn. Here's the cliches again. Give us something here, you know? And it just who does? Is there anybody in baseball that you seek out? Well, Trevor Bauer. Bauer? Yeah, Bauer. And he's in trouble right now. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we'll we'll see if those texts vindicate him or not. Right, right. Right, I mean, outside of the the obvious of, of, like, but again, is Trevor Bauer a household name? No, no. There's no Ken Griffey Juniors anymore. Yeah. You know? I said it before. We need to invite steroids back into the, um, back into baseball, man. Get it back in. there. I think they're there. I think the new designer uh, cream in the clear type of drug is out there. These guys make too much money, Barrett, to not spend the money to find that edge. So well, I it think seems like the pitchers, the pitchers are the only one using it, though. <laughs> you know what I mean? The pitchers well, no, were using are, are, are great now. They, you know that's, that's the thing. They were using stuff, and the crackdown on that is is supposed to help at least guys get a little handle on the ball. But there's nothing that, like, to your point, Barrett, that would be like, a run of cork bats all of a sudden being shut down. Like the batters weren't doing anything extra. So it's like if both guys were using the cream and the clear type stuff that Schwartz said, the pitchers were getting that extra edge by putting that sticky stuff on their hands. Right, right, right. What do you guys think about this? I was having this conversation with my father-in-law last night. It is happening down in the independent league. And I actually think that it's not as one-sided as we think, but could ultimately lead to more offense on a nightly basis, even if it's only a couple of games at a time, but move the mound back a foot. No, you can't do it. I think no, these guys are too trained. These guys are too trained to throw from 60 feet, six inches. You add another foot in there. You got to retrain pitchers completely. I mean, I think it's take that long. Come on. What do you mean? Like, how about this? No, no, listen. See, but we're making excuses. Here's the yeah. problem. Baseball has accepted strikeouts, right? Baseball has accepted these stu- stupid thoughts like launch angles and ridiculous mm-hmm. things like that, okay? Right. What about this? You go up there, you choke up with two strikes, uh, you know, like you used to do. Right. Don't always swing for the fence. And just try be to get em- on base. Yeah. Be yeah. embarrassed that you strike out 200 times a year. To me, the whole problem is, you know, baseball will put Theo Epstein in a role of trying to figure out why baseball has become that way when he's one of the reasons because why of him that way. Right. Yeah, it will never go back to that. Yeah, like, that's stop the, the shift. Exactly. It will you know, never go ahead. Play small ball again. You know what I'm saying? Try yeah. to get somebody on base. You know, stop with the shifts. Don't allow them to do it, man. Because then, then the competitive nature of guys getting back on base will be prevalent again. You know, I mean, yeah, now you know nobody cares about it. You know, everybody wants. You know, either take it to the take it to the house, or you know, there's no such thing right now as hitting a double, or you know, just because getting on base. Doubles on, on Sports Center, 
Right. Right. Like, like base, baseball is betting. Baseball is running fantasy tournaments. Baseball is you put out 10 bets. And if you hit one, then you've covered your money and you've covered your nut for three weeks. Like baseball yeah. would rather have one or two home runs to find a nine inning game than all of the intricacies, Barrett, you properly laid out. Yeah. You're right. Just what happens? Guys, remember, remember when Whitey Herzog had Vince Coleman and Willie McGee and, and Ozzie Smith? These guys would slap the ball and they could get to first base based on speed. Then he had guys like Tony LaRusso who understood, hey, guys, learn how to bunt, sacrifice runners over. Right. You don't have, how many guys in baseball that they can bunt? No. no, no one can bunt. You can't well, walk around with a steal. Theo, you can't walk around with a name like Whitey anymore. Come on, man. <laughs> That's racist. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't have a guy named Whitey. Yeah. When's one of his former players going to go on a podcast and say he was racist? Maybe <laughs> call him Whitey. Scotty Pippen will claim he played for him, too. Exactly right. What, what is going on with this man? Now, we're about to break it all, so we'll, we'll still be live here on the network and, and take one real quick. But what what is going on right there? My goodness. All right, we're back in three on Sports Map Radio. Well. I don't know why that's so quick today here. Well, with if you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Couple of things here, Aton. Oh yeah, uh, go ahead. 
Charlie Hoffman did withdraw from the Rocket Mortgage. He's out That's due crazy. to injury. When did that happen? That's confirmed. Yesterday, I believe. And I voted in your poll. Did you enjoy the NBA game last night? I voted no. And there's 81.7% Barrett agree. Come on, man. There's more than just scoring in basketball, man. Are we kidding this? Who are you? Who are you, Ben Simmons? (laughs) (laughs) Well, last last night was it's just there was nothing they could do. And it's just difficult to watch guys who are billed as stars. And we see it with Ben Simmons. And, And that's what I was doing. I was applying what we see with Ben Simmons and this mentality of frustration to when a guy has an opportunity to step up. And both Holiday and Middleton have been billed as like these great accompanying Robins to this big badass Batman of Giannis. And without Trey Young and without anybody really, as far as somebody who can hold, and look, Lou was great as far as offensively, but he's not, nobody is like Trey to just control the clock and truly methodically draw out a lead. Chances, it turns out they didn't need it because Milwaukee was so disappointing, but I couldn't watch it. Like, I couldn't watch Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday turtle up like that. It was brutal. I don't think they could have won even if Giannis didn't get hurt. I mean, they they just weren't there. Mentally, they were not there. They just didn't feel like – I didn't see the competitive nature that I saw in the Hawks' eyes as I saw in the Bucks' eyes. And that's the the biggest thing, man. You know, as, as an athlete, you see guys that want it and you see guys that don't want it. You could tell that the Bucks didn't want it. Yeah, but here's the problem, guys. You have four teams right now in the NBA playoffs that no one cares about, all right? It's Milwaukee, small market. You have Atlanta. Frankly, it's a transplant city. The Clippers are the B team in Los Angeles, and they always will be. The Phoenix Suns, who cares? It's a retirement community for old New Yorkers, all right? The bottom line (laughs) is you're looking at four teams that are, frankly, irrelevant that are going to be, you know, vying to play in the NBA finals. You give me Phoenix versus Atlanta – Give me a break. Who the hell's watching that nonsense except Look, Barrett Brooks me. there? It's just me. Just me. You're your money on it, Mays. No, no, no. That's why. The same people who said two years ago that they wouldn't watch Toronto and a bunch of guys that nobody could identify on Golden State, and that got numbers. And there's xenophobia in this country to where people won't even watch Canada, let alone other countries. I, I'm, look, Dan, I, I'm not denying what, with – here's the thing. You're right. You're right, you're right, you're right. And the only place where you're wrong is that, and I have to say this carefully because we're back on Sports Map Radio, is while the four of us, especially Barrett with his chef history, can look and recognize how a well-prepared and just amazing quality meal beats the Big Mac, yet what's being sold all over the place? Crap. Big Macs. So I think people, like, you're right. People are going to be disappointed once they come to the set, but they're just, they can't help themselves. So the ratings will look like, oh yeah, we got people watching, even though to your point, well, I'll agree with you is you ain't going to get LeBron James or you're not going to get this star power. But I think, I think people are going to watch it just because it's on to quote George Costanza. Well, they're going to watch before they're going to watch before the game and after the game with Charles Barkley and those guys, that's, that's what they're going to watch and they'll build it up. You know, they'll build it up in some type of way. It's the style of play, guys, that I can't stand. Because, you know what, look, we're, we're all relatively close in age, although Barrett's got grandkids, so I don't know how old you are, brother. But, <laughs> yeah, my God, you started young. But here's the thing, guys. You know, it's the style of basketball. I remember when we used to love the post-up players, right? Hakeem, Robinson, Ewing. I mean, you had Shaq. You had real centers out there. 
Now everybody's shooting three-pointers. You draft a seven-foot-three guy, you're like, hey, what's his shooting percentage from uh, the arc? You're like, who cares? He's seven-foot-three. Let him go inside and do something. And when you have 85 three-pointers being shot in the game now, come on, that's boring basketball to me. Guys standing around, ISO basketball, Please give me back the nineties. That was really? fun. You wanted the nineties with those games to be like oh, seventy-eight to seventy seventy-five. That game is amazing right now. They're I just think, doing. Yeah, I agree with you, Aton. I'm 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 with. I like the new NBA. You guys would like the Pistons. You know their style of ball. The Pistons. Yeah. Played against- I, I hated them. Oh, I really did. And they wanted me to hate them. That's what they want. You yeah. listen, you drive the lane, right? If you're if you drive the lane on the pistons, you're gonna be yeah. bruised. Lane Lane like, Beer would clothesline Trey Young. Oh, he, he <laughs> wouldn't have made it, man. He wouldn't have made it halfway through the season. Right. Hell AI wouldn't have made it halfway through the season with them guys. Man. I know, I know. You no, know, but we, he's like, you know what? To use a soccer analogy, Barrett, he's like Maradona. You know, he's small, but that guy was feisty. He would find a way to fight back. He would play dirty, he would hit you in the groin. AI would do whatever it took to get that ball in the hoop. He would fight dirty, and that's why everybody loves him. You know, he's that type of scrappy player that would find a way to get it done. So I think AI would have succeeded. Now, he probably would have played 70 games a year because he'd be banged up and miss about 12. But the reality is that's the type of player that can do. Trey Young, these finesse-type players today, oh, my goodness, they break a pinky, forget it. They're going to – you know, they, they they hurt their, their nail. They miss 10 days. Come on. Bro, I did they flop on the ground. It's, it's, it's getting ridiculous now, man. It's, it's more than ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, if you just blow it, Trey Young, he's going to fall on the ground and they're going to give him the foul. You know what I'm saying? And say anything to him, it's a tech. Right. They're going to give him a tech. Tell LeBron me you wouldn't, does that. Tell me you wouldn't do the fun. same thing. <laughs> right. Tell me you wouldn't do the same thing. Right. Right. <laughs> Seriously, it's a, you get two free throws, or or Trey Young will make one of those moves beyond the three point line and get fouled. You know how they like they kick their legs out or whatever, and they, right. they get a late closeout goes to the free throw line. By the way, guys, I gotta throw this out there. Did you see the the news coming out that uh, the Lakers are going to be bringing in David Fisdale as an assistant coach? I think they did. I think Dude, they already did. Yeah, that guy is the worst coach in basketball. Look what he did with that Knicks team compared to what Tom Thibodeau did. David Fisdale should yeah. be coaching high school basketball somewhere. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> I guess LeBron likes him. Everybody <laughs> but know? Ben Simmons flops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, you know, he didn't foul me. He didn't. He didn't foul me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't a foul. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I can't I watch him. How I'm, long? I'm, how long till football? What is the countdown? My countdown thing doesn't work anymore. Seventy-five days, I think. Seventy-four days. Is that what you it has is? to be? One of the, like, think about this. The Jets have nothing to look forward to. The, the oh, Jags, stop! The Jags at least have Trevor Lawrence. You, you've got nothing. Barrett what are you talking brought, about Barrett. I don't know if he brought this up to you last week, but Barrett has your quarterback as the worst first-round quarterback ranked. I think he even has a second-rounder ranked higher. The kid from Stanford ranked higher than the slop you guys Davis got. Mills? Davis Mills. Not Davis, Davis Love. Mills. Right. <laughs> General Davis Mills? Mills? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you don't like the kids from Utah there, Barrett? No, I mean, I, I don't like – I don't like – I don't like – I don't like his game, man. I mean, he has to play in the pocket. He's not, a, he's, he's not a pocket quarterback. He won't survive running out there like he did when he was at BYU. I love Wilson as far as, you know, his arm talent and his legs. But can he work within the system 
of being behind. Can he, I, mean, I doubt if he's even taken. In fact, I, I doubt if any of these um, quarterbacks have taken a ball from center. You know, they're all shotgun type of quarterbacks. But you just can't survive playing that type of game. Guys are bigger, stronger, and faster at the NFL level. And he's not going to be wide open like he did when he was out there in the big sky country or whatever you want to call it um, out there. I, I just don't he don't think he's going to be functional his first couple of years until he learns how to be a quarterback. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Yeah, but real quick, Barrett, you know, Joe Douglas went out last year. He drafts Mekhi Becton. Guy looks like as long as he can keep his weight in check, he's going to be a beast. Yes. They, they make the move, and, and you know, our good friend uh, Brian Baldinger loved Elijah Vera Tucker. They yes. trade up to get him. They really just signed player. Morgan. Yeah, they just signed Morgan Moses to play right tackle, which means fans going to now be a swing guy. I mean, I think they're at least putting pieces in place to keep Kyle Wils- uh, to keep Zach Wilson upright. And look, they gave him weapons, right? He's got some weapons to work with. This Elijah Moore kid out of Ole Miss seems like an absolute steal. I mean, he was great in college. So I don't even the know if he's receiver, a steal. Yeah. 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 So I mean, they're at least giving him guys that I think can really help him. So. You're right. He's not a pocket guy. None of these guys coming out of college really are pocket guys. But when you think of pocket guys, what do you think of today? Stiff guys who can't move, who are just sitting targets there. Mm-hmm. Most don't have that, uh, that that mental capacity that Tom Brady does, who seemingly understands when to step up in that pocket, right? Because he's not the most athletic guy. So I'd rather have a guy that has the ability. Now, you're right. you got to train him to, to, to trust himself more mm-hmm. in the pocket. But I think that's easier to do than then the arm talent you talk about, the vision he's got, the accuracy he's got, and those things I don't think he could teach. Well, those things is going to take a while for him to, you know, to pick up anyways. And, it's, and when you're with a defensive-minded coach and that coaching staff, you know, how much help is he going to get, you know, from, from the rest of the team? How much help is he going to get from them? We'll have yeah. to see. I just didn't think it. I mean, I, I really thought that Lance was, you know, had a stronger arm than he did. Um, you know, a lot of those guys in this year's draft – they're putting them ahead of, you know, even guys that are playing now. And I, I I just don't understand that. I don't understand that. I wonder what Trey Lance is, though. You know, I mean, the guy well, threw, what, yeah. 150 yeah. passes in college? That's it, right? right? They played one season. Idea. Yeah. yeah. Right. Nobody that's, has any idea. And, and that's a lot of players. It's, 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 that's a lot of players in this draft. A lot of players this year, we don't know what the hell they're going to do. I mean, how are they going to go out and play in the NFL? They didn't play last year. They have they were a year removed from, from playing, right. you know. And this is going to be tough for them to go out there and 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 really get acclim- you know acclimated to the speed of the game when you haven't played in an entire year. In fact, it might be a, a year and a half. You have not been on a playing field for a year and a half because you opted out. That's a lot of time outside of football. I don't care how many camps you go to, how many you know drills you've run, and you know yada yada yada. But not playing football for an entire year, full speed in pads. That's a long time, man. A long, long time. Well, that's that's what's happening with the uh, the Eagles running back too. Yeah, exactly, exactly, you know? exactly. You know, From he, sat out, he sat out an entire year. I mean, how do you get that experience back? You know, that experience of being there's nothing like going out there and being on the field and seeing the speed of the game and playing at that type of level. They haven't done that, so I'm, I'm anxious to see what is going to happen to these guys, man, coming in and, and playing this year. I don't know. Mm. I mean, to find out, right? I mean, really, look, is the strength – and look, how do you run these pre-draft stuff, right? You didn't have the real combine. You didn't, A lot of the stuff was done by Zoom. Barry, yeah. you know this, that, like, so much of it's the, the interviews, the in-person stuff. You want to see the guy. I mean, the physicals that they usually give, they couldn't give. They have to rely on the colleges and their doctors and things like that. So, 
I mean, it's a crapshoot, but I think, you know, when you look at it, every team is in the same predicament when it comes to it. So there's really no excuses. No, there, there won't be. There won't be an excuse because they're in the NFL now. And the NFL is not going to make any excuses. Either you're there and you're ready to play or you're not. You won't play. Or you'll be forced to play and you're going to be embarrassed. And I think a lot of these guys will be embarrassed. I mean, very embarrassed. It was hard for, you know, just like Jalen Hurts last year, to not have, you know, OTAs, those mini camps, and being around his teammates, um, getting the timing. Those are all things you lack in, a, in an offseason. It, it's hard to go out and, and transfer it into the, you know, into – not in the preseason and, and transfer it into the season. You know, the NFL splits up into different seasons. You got the preseason, you got four games of the season when you get your identity. Then the next, you know, eight games you use to, to really get in sync and, you know, start that playoff run. And then the Stop last wins. Yep. And then four more, those four more games. Now you turn around and you're playing playoff football. You start playing football, uh, playoff football for the four games before the playoffs. That's where you start eking and, and seeing where you're at and what you need to improve on and how you're going to go into the offseason. A lot of those kids didn't even get those seasons to really um, accurately get and assess who they are as players. You know, and I think Jalen Hurst was that guy because he didn't have anything in front of him. He didn't have anything to throw through. Nothing was going right for him. But yet and still, he showed a little bit of enough to show that he needs to be the quarterback this year. So this I'm is going to be a we got to take a quick break here. We're back in three across the board on the middle. I don't know what happened there. What happened to sports map? Yeah, I don't know how you could be sold. Hold on. One really. second. I, I don't oh, like if you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. In the Wildwoods, our free beaches are spacious and welcoming with plenty of room to spread out. Your seat will be waiting for you when you're ready to visit. The Wildwoods, creating cherished family memories for generations. Attention women of South Jersey and the Delaware Valley. Sign up right now with our lady NRA instructor, Nayara Andrzak, who will teach you gun safety as part of this three-hour safety class, which is being held at Delaware Valley Sports Center in Philadelphia. For information, drop an email to info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. That's info at DelawareValleySportsCenter.com. Learn the fundamentals at Delaware Valley Sports Center. You can't miss. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. 
IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. So I guess Parles is out on on the show. Yeah, I guess so. Wow. Wow. You are listening to The Middle on the Sports Map Radio Network. Presented by Rocket Mortgage. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. All right, Dan Schwartzman in the house with us. And I don't know, we got a couple of minutes left here. Are you going to watch the Sopranos prequel that just reeks of pandering and desperation? Yes. Oh, yes. Well, yes. <laughs> you guys I'll watch the uh, I'll watch the, uh, the 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 you know the pilot episode, see how it is, make my decision based on that. Yeah, what's next? Aaron Judge wearing an I love New York button and you just Oh my God! I love this guy. He gets us. He gets us. I'm not he a judge. Guy. I'm telling you, man. I'm not. I, I I wouldn't give that guy big money. No, I don't just... play for the Dodgers or the Giants. Look, all I'll say about the Sopranos prequel or whatever the hell they're trying to call it to justify giving uh, uh, Soprano Gandolfini's son a job, which he could just easily do doing anything else. He doesn't have to take the role of his dad. Is and I'll leave it at this. Okay, The Wire would never. The Wire, if you are so comfortable in your position as being one of the best shows ever, then you just let it, you let your legacy rest. You don't need to come back. You don't need to be T.O. It's a money grab. Yeah, okay, I get it's a money grab. And like I said earlier, I don't want to be totally hypocritical. People love piles of crap, and they spend money on piles of crap. But you can't tell me. This is terrible. It all comes back to drugs with Aton, right? The Wire, look at him. Right, exactly. <laughs> hey, the wire, beat, drugs, and beating the feds. All right. Well, and man, then, even look, the Brady Bunch really came hip hop on that too. A lot of most definite. It was really good hip hop yeah. in the wire. Yeah. That's a great show, no question. Great show. They would never. Barrett, hey, the wire would never. Well, I'm telling you this, man. Even the Brady Bunch had a a sequel comeback or or whatever you want to call it, man. The Brady Bunch is back or whatever it was. They called, did. They yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, it's did like the old. That? No, no, of course I didn't. But you know, just the fact that they did that. Of course, I couldn't watch that. I didn't watch. You're the only one watching that show, man. Seriously, right? Well, no, I, I never watched that show. I didn't. I didn't watch it when it was 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 a show. Show. <laughs> I'm not buying that, man. You watch it every week. You sat down from that too. Oh my God, Brady Bunch is on. Woo! Yeah, I only I have one guilty. I only have one secret that I that I watch, and I and and I hate that I watched it. And the only reason I watch it because I love the car. But you know, I I loved you know watching you know what was it um Dukes of Night Hazard, Rider? Dukes of Dukes of Hazard, man. No, I thought I, you meant Knight Rider too. No, I'm, that no, was I the wasn't. talk. Didn't that car talk? Yeah, yeah man. I, I, I didn't like that style. Of, I didn't like that style of, of of car, man. But I I, I love that Dodge Charger, man. That, yeah. Just, but you know, this guy had a Confederate flag on it. He was like, you know what the yeah, you know what I mean. But other than that, you know, I, I didn't watch stuff like that. Bubba Watson owns that car now. 
Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know that uh, Kit is Mr. Feeney. Like Kit, that's that's the really famous voice, Kit. Right? Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff, right? Mr. Feeney? Yeah, from uh, Boy Meets World with Topanga. Uh, <laughs> I never saw that. William I know who Daniels. Topanga is. Oh, you know who William Daniels is. He's like a very famous actor, voice actor as well. Oh, okay. Oh, so that was his character? Yeah. In, okay. Yeah, he played the car. Yeah. He was the voice of the car. I'm sorry, Michael, but the car just can't do that. <laughs> you know, he had like that little subtle. He was on, uh, trying to see what else. Like, what the hell else was he famous for? I fi- Oh, you know, he was also, he was, a, he was an amazing guest on a great sitcom, Dan. I don't Which know. If you're oh, with this King of Queens. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've ever seen the shuffleboard episode. <laughs> all right. Where he tries where Doug tries to learn how to play shuffleboard with Arthur in the old age in the senior center. Right. And Feeney, a.k.a. the voice of Kit, is this braggart, Waldercott, who comes in and is like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll be vacationing in St. Bart's this weekend. And it's like this whole, like, he's the villain in all of it. Plays a, he plays a great uppity villain, Philip Waldecott. Now, who, now, who's this guy again? Feeney, what's his name? You know, his name is, again, if you see him, You'll know exactly who I'm talking about. He was Mr. Feeney in Boy Meets World. Yeah, but he was he was in other stuff yeah. too. Like yeah. he was in some movies here. Okay. It just happened to be like late 70s. It Ray Donovan. Oh, great show. Wasn't he in Ray show. Donovan? Yeah. That's uh, a great mm-hmm. show. Well, look, I I buried the lead. I didn't know he was in Ray Donovan. That's a good easy yeah. Ray's anatomy. Yeah. All right. This, you, this, you this, might be able to get me to watch a reboot of the uh, the talking car show. If Mad Dog Russo does the car voice, <laughs> Night Rider with Mad Dog Russo as the car, and Francesca's David Hasselhoff. Yeah. Right, right. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. We're out of gas. I've been running for six hours, Mikey. What are you talking about? What about yeah, the General Lee? You know, General Lee. You know he's going to start his show today at three o'clock, talking about the tennis match. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> to, to the point where, like, what's the over under on somebody calling up? It used to happen all the time where he would talk. He'd love talking tennis, and uh-huh. he'd always get. And that's where the whole "I got to fill five hours" came. Right. Is right. when he got ripped on his own show. This is back when he was doing five hours. Right, right. And somebody called up, be like, you know, it's it's three twenty in the afternoon, dog, and and I gotta hear you talking tennis. You know, the, the Yankees got a big game tonight. Hey, I gotta fill five hours. <laughs> I'm here five days a week. You can't get him on the show, man. We could uh, get dog on the show. We could. Yeah, I could. I could reach out to him. Do you want to? It. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I gotta get him, busy, him on and. Got to have him come on and defend the the sport that he loves so much, baseball. Yeah, you hey, can have that MLB show. You know, he does that. Yeah, he has high heat. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Awful heat. show, by the way. No, it? it's tough. It's really tough. It's it's just not. It's not like there's nothing really of substance, right? Yeah. Right. And he's got that other guy. He's got that. I, I don't know what it is about that guy. I don't like the way that guy looks. Who? <laughs> he looks like <laughs> a poor man's Joe Gillio. You was know, there, that guy is there the, another guy on the on the high heat? heat yeah, show you know, I'm talking about Schwartzman, like yeah, the, yeah. the, the stand up guy, like the 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 main guy, the the main dude, the straight guy. They call him, right? That's all. Just a bad show. <sighs> Man, I lost that. Bonzi comes in, wins three two. Sorry. Right. Oh, jeez. I played it right. Plus two eighty. 
You know, I knew that. You just sit there all day and just uh, look at bods and stuff eight times. That way, yeah. No, no, no. I work. I work for a site that has a couple of sharp uh, DFS guys, and they've been able to successfully transfer a lot of their models into betting. But it works best in niche markets. So I have a guy who is all over tennis and soccer, and another guy who is all over uh, golf. So. Like I just sent to Barrett and Harry th his model this week to apply for D for DFS, but that's also for like top twenty, right? If you're running guys, if you think Bryson's going to win in your DFS model, you might as well be betting the hell out of him, right? Top ten, top twenty, right, 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 things along those lines. So a lot of it is just once you have the information, it's how to apply it. So I'm really just tailing smart people with the hopes that I can sponge how they uh, how they approach it, and then. Do it on my own. Why is it that I feel that if I needed to ever hire a hitman, Aton's a guy to talk to. He has a guy. <laughs> well, he would this. know a guy. Got a guy for that, yeah, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I might be able to get this. Although that's <laughs> that's tricky business, man. But you know, it used to be like prostitution stings were the latest craze. Yeah. Now it's I, I, I want I want you to kill my husband's <laughs> stings. <laughs> we just got the story. The woman who Not tried to on layaway. Remember that? Right. <laughs> Not Ray Caruth. No, this is like the the next evolution of of Caruth, where it's like putting out a Craigslist ad for something and then wondering why you got caught by the feds. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this one Craigslist ad, by the way, where this guy put out in New York naked person like I like naked person to run through a wedding. And it was basically <laughs> this where the Craigslist ad said, I need somebody to be naked, hiding in the woods, to run through my sister's wedding to ruin it. And at the last <laughs> sentences, I will protect you from my family. <laughs> what? I, that, that's it. I have no other information than that Craigslist ad. Did you answer wow. it? No, I just saw it. Somebody tweeted it. Somebody <laughs> tweeted it. No. Depends on how much they were asking. No, I did not. There's a bald-headed dude with this terrible, this terrible beard with a beer belly running through the wedding. You know it's Aton. Hey, but, first, but first he's going to pee in the corner of your yard. <laughs> That's right. Or maybe worse. Depending Drops on what the heater. <laughs> right. It's all oh, something man. up there, right? Right. That's all it is. Oh, man. It's all something up there. Man, I don't know. This um this I'm I'm still on this Andrew Feeney guy man um he was in this <laughs> he was he was in this show was it um American some uh American Horror Story it was like a, what 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 show what I was in it was pretty good I liked it I just can't think of the name now what's the actor's name hey, Andrew Tom. Feeney yeah oh that's well, it no, not, no that's a character that's I thought a character William yeah. Daniels okay. yeah William Daniels is okay. the William, yeah William Daniel yeah Brooklyn New York. 1927 to a bricklayer, David Daniels, and his wife, Irene. Daniels, man. William Daniels. He was born into it. Member of the Singing Daniels family in Brooklyn. Wow. <laughs> Made his television debut in 1943 at the age of 16. He's been married wow. to his wife for 70 years. Has he really? Wow. Yeah, 1951. Yeah, who does that? Yes. Yeah, so I agree. He was in Blue Lagoon. He's he old. Was a graduate. He was in Saint Elsewhere. I mean, what, what are you talking about? This guy's a legend. Everything. Uh, not first ballot, but he's HOF. <laughs> <laughs> Veterans Committee. <laughs> yes, Veterans Committee. <laughs> I love it.
Oh man. All right. We got a basketball game tonight. What else? Hockey game Hockey tonight. Hockey game. Right? Yeah. We'll Thank see God. if uh, Montreal can make this series. Them, right? I got to pick between the two of them. I'd rather watch Chris Middleton shoot baskets than Montreal lose another game. Wow. <laughs> Come I on. actually agree with you. I That's agree with you. I'd rather, I'd rather watch the NBA than the NHL tonight. Well, so you explain why, because I'll be accused of bias and all this other stuff. Why Why for you? You know, the NHL to me, the NBA is more of a sport that if you don't have a rooting interest in it outside of, you know, whatever team you like, it is still more enjoyable because you at least know the players. But I couldn't name you five players on the Montreal Canadiens. I certainly couldn't name you five players on their uh, – who the hell are they playing? Vegas? Who are they playing? No, they're playing Tampa. Tampa. Same Tampa. thing. Even Give me Kucherov and a couple you of Russian dudes. You pick Braden Point out of a lineup. <laughs> <Terrible>. <laughs> What's happening here? Terrible. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't name you five players in this whole game, so why am I going to watch it? Man, that's terrible. I love it. I, I think that enough for me – is reason to not watch it. All right? Jeez. Now, we got to place a couple of bets, though, right? Right. <laughs> Can't get out of here without placing some wagers, right? Do you have any plays tonight, Harry? Uh, I'm going to look at the what's, the... what's the total in the Suns game? Uh, I'll get that for you. The one that I have that I am parlaying, the Cardinals team with the highest scoring inning against the Diamondbacks tonight parlayed with the Rockies team with the highest scoring inning taking on the pirates and that's in colorado so wow something to keep an eye on right there those two little ones as far as the suns the total's 215 oh 15 um now notice this is down to a pick em. it was at one point the suns plus one mm -hmm. earlier it was minus one so i have it at as, as a pick em right now i'll take the clippers and the over Ooh, you're gonna in game oh, wow. play that no, pre-flop. Okay, pre-flop. I love it. I actually like the Clippers in the first. I think you can get some some pretty good. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I think you can get a decent return on the first quarter now for the Clippers. And yeah, minus 118 for both. If you want to lay some points, this is what I would do. I would play both at the same time. I would lay the 118 and take the Clippers to win the first quarter. I'd also lay two and a half and take the Clippers to win the first quarter by two and a half. And you're mm. going to get plus 155 there. You get minus 118 on the first quarter money line. So those is that does that make you feel a little more comfortable, Schwartzman, me talking about betting stuff that you actually understand like people are betting on as opposed to me stretching some Russian ping pong pop-off guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because at least you speak in English now, right? Russian <laughs> pop-off ping pong stuff is just ridiculous, like international Russian gangs and stuff like that. I don't and know who you're talking to. It's all it fixed. fixed. Yeah. But look, Barrett, just because something's fixed doesn't mean you can't make money off of no, it. You, you got to know <laughs> which side. Winning. Somebody all right, this, out there is winning. This William Daniels guy was in a couple of Rockford Files episodes. I'm yeah, in on William. Oh, you're all in, huh? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're all in. All right, so here we go. I'm going to give you a couple here that I got just so you can all play these. And if they hit, we'll run it. Um. All right, so... Spawn top 20, Shank top 20, Norlander, Lebiota, and Tringali top 10, Woodland top 10 and to win, Bryson to win, Reed to win. Got it? There you go. All right. Yep. You're going to play some golf shorts? No. 
<laughs> I, I recognize two guys. Yeah, I recognize Bryson and I recognize Reed, and the rest sound like Russian ping pong players to me. What, what, what do you pay attention to? You don't pay attention to hockey. You don't pay attention to golf. What are you paying attention to? No, I Listen, I pay attention to golf when it's the majors, right? Oh, yeah. I pay attention to golf when Tiger plays. When Tiger Woods plays. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm a Tiger fan. I'm not yeah. a golf fan. Well, I got news for you. He, he's he's done. Well, There's yeah, but I, I, listen, I am glad. I am glad the biggest fraud is not making big tournaments anymore. Ricky Fowler is such a fraud. Wait a second. That guy is no substance. That guy, oh, Wait I can wear minute. some fancy-looking outfits, but I suck when I get on the course. I can't win squat. He played well the last time. well yeah. over the last month. He yeah, he's top 20 at the yeah. last major. Yep. What the hell are you talking top about? Ten, top 20 at the at the uh, PGA. You're buying into the nonsense, right? This is a guy that's fallen out of the top 100 rankings, right? Come on. Give what me a nonsense. break. Is that if he's paying back a bet, he was plus 285 <laughs> top 20. And he I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's automatic. Ricky Fowler doing squat. You'll never win a major because mentally he can't handle it. Wow. Fair That's enough. a bet. You can book it. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> Look at you and your Fowler hate, man. Yeah. You don't like the way he wears his hat. Something. No, I don't. I don't like the way he wears his hat. I don't like the outfits. I don't like the color of the outfits and the fact that he doesn't back it up on the course. Hey, uh, last quick question for you before we get out of here. What was the – oh, the Wiz. Is there still a Wiz up there in New York on Union Square? <laughs> no. They're all – I'll tell you, I used, to, uh, I used to live two blocks from a Wiz on 86th Street and 3rd Avenue. Mm. But that – I used to buy everything at the Wiz. Walkman. Yeah. Yeah. Those Iowa three disc uh, rotating boom. You remember those thingies? Wow. You're going yeah. back now. You're going back. I'm going now. back. Yeah, that and Crazy Eddie's. Remember Crazy Eddie's? Crazy Eddie's, crazy yeah. Eddie. yeah. Crazy Eddie. We need a new guy's in jail. Yeah, Ricky Fowler was tied for eighth at the PGA Championship a month ago. Get out of here. That's as good as it gets Get for Ricky Fowler. That's fine. All I needed was that. It was top 20. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. We appreciate you, man. It's great seeing you. Anytime, guys. All right. We'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks to you out there for being a part of the middle. Football in Philadelphia is a lifestyle, a passion from birth, and a personal responsibility to know the game. Boo when necessary. And think about every second of every minute of every hour of every day. Birds 365 was created for you. Jody Mack, the legendary sports talker, joins forces with NFL insider John McMullen. Birds 365. Start your morning with Johnny Mack and Jody Mack across the Jacob Media Network. Watch it live on YouTube. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.